Is this thing on? Excella! I told you I hate AT&T! <sighs> Greetings. You have reached Albert Wesker's cellular device. I am currently away on business. Business that does not concern you. If Chris has given you this number, I will deal with you shortly. If you are calling to confirm the date of launch for our final phase of the plan, please dial 1-800- Excella, do not touch that! Gun- Damn it, woman! This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by Petco. Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. We're delving into episode 71. That's why we're pushing towards uh, pushing towards uh, old age with this well, episode. We're past old age. Oh, we're way past old age. And we've already collected our social security. Oh, but homie, 71 is the new now future. Soon, soon we'll have applesauce injected directly into our veins via an IV. Now we're doing our required minimum distributions on our IRA. We're broadcasting live from Shady Acres Retirement Home. Soon we'll be greeters at Walmart. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Help me, help me, uh, help me offset the cost of my increasing uh, prescription drugs. There you go. Welcome to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> this episode... Have a nice day. Thanks for coming to Walmart, where they don't pay me any insurance or anything, and they have me standing here for twelve hours without a break. <laughs> I know when you come into Walmart, you always complain about the smell of pop tarts, but that's really me. And all the other old people that work here. Damn, you, really were, you were in Walmart and the Pop-Tart smell. I still have to smell it. <laughs> Dude, it smells like Pop-Tarts and welfare in there. Damn. I, I hate to say that, but Damn. it really does. It sounds so elitist, but it really does. You think? <laughs> it, it, no, it, it, it smells terribly. And I, I hate to say this to anybody mm -hmm. that's a supporter of Walmart, but it stinks in your stores. I'm sorry. But, but this episode is brought to you by Pfizer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, this episode is brought to you by uh, Walmart. By Walmart. <laughs> Save big or whatever the hell their logo is. This episode is brought to you by Metamucil. Oh. <laughs> in, in this episode. And, uh, and uh, what, what's... what's and, and life alert. And yeah, what's that? Uh, what's the boner drug? Uh, oh, man. Cialis. The Cialis. Cialis, I'm there sorry. What the hell is Levitra? I always see those freaking... Is that a boner drug? I don't think it's is a that a boner, boner drug, too? boner drug. Every drug is a boner drug. Don't, don't forget about Insight. My man Jimmy Johnson's hawking that. <laughs> I always watch... No, when I'm watching, uh, mm -hmm. when I'm watching uh, uh, football games, it's always like Bud Light, Bud Light, Levitra, Cialis. Jimmy Johnson. Like, it's like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. All I know is if I'm drinking enough Bud Light, I have no, I have no need for Cialis or Levitra. <laughs> Unless you're Jimmy Johnson. Unless I'm Jimmy. Yeah, but he's a thousand years old. Damn. It's still got good hair. It don't move, but it's good. <laughs> no, he's, he's got very, he's, he's got very fine hair. I can't say too much about him. He, uh, he was a coach at the University of Miami. So. Well, it's um, it's it's on point that we're talking about Jimmy Johnson because it's uh, we're on the eve. Recording this, we're on the eve of Super Bowl weekend. By the time um, this episode airs, we already know who the victor is. But um, hope you guys enjoyed the game. Congratulations, Pittsburgh Steelers! Congratulations, winner! <laughs> no, it goes like this. Okay, it, it, it's it's the whole sample thing. Congratulations, Pittsburgh Steelers! 
Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Cut and replace. Well, um, my name is Sobro Ryu. That's right, the black Carl Pilkington. And um, I'm joined by uh, my two co-hosts, Chris and Neo. You guys um, say hello. Goodbye. Hello. All right. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing that thing again where I'm being contrarian and 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 Beatles. Hey, you better watch out. We might shoot you. Classic Chris. But um, in this episode, we're gonna the two topics we will be discussing are um. Well, first we'll be delving into uh, a I fantasy. Think we'll be discussing mecha anime. Well, I think we will be, but um, okay. we'll be first delving into fantasy land or what Chris has coined Candyland by uh, <laughs> discussing what um what uh, sci-fi anime series. And mecha anime series we'd like to see renewed and licensed uh, here in America. Um, some of them might be possible, but other ones, there's no chance in hell we'll ever see again. MD Geist, <laughs> too. <laughs> That's right. Bring back MD Geist. We miss you. And Blu-ray. We miss there, there, you, there's Geist. There's nothing better than MD Geist, 2 colon Death Force, and Blu-ray. I bet it'll happen in our lifetimes. Man. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is, is how messed up the world is. We'd probably see that before these other shows we talked about. <laughs> I, I would Nothing like seeing uh, uh, hand-sketched uh, stills in Blu-ray. <laughs> also, um, we will be finally reviewing um, the Macross Frontier movie that uh, came out in 2009. The False, so- sorry, the false Songstress. And um, before we get into those subjects... We're going to kick it off with uh, your favorite segment, Neo's News, brought yes. to you by your newscaster, Neo. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, like always, uh, for all you guys out there, I, I am schooled in the Larry King School of Broadcasting, so uh, if you have to complain about my news, just uh, just know that I go unprepared. So uh, <laughs> my first one here is um, this is from the uh, Neo's listeners submitted news articles thread in the Mecha Talk forum in the Gundam section. And this is actually, the first one here is coming from Gundam Type Zero. And um, you guys know about Hulu? I do. Yeah? Yeah. I knew you would, Soul Bro. Cause I mean, I'm a Hulu plus, TV, plus subscriber. So, <laughs> I mean, outside of Street Fighter, your only other love is TV. And, and, Street, and uh, Soul Bro's world, it's, uh, it's a Street Fighter and Machine Hulu. And, or TV, um, but um, for all those folks out there, uh, you can watch. Um, they're now going to be streaming uh, Guy King, yes, in um, full Japanese audio and English subtitles. And uh, for all those other fans of Digimon, oh, you can Digimon Tamers. Yep, series on there. So of course, uh, Guy King is the uh, remake of the 1975 Super Robot series, uh, Daiku Maru. Guy King, and I hope I said that right. If I didn't, no, you didn't. I'm sure I'll get tons of hate well, outside of Chris. Well, speaking as a uh, as a subscriber to Hulu Plus, I saw that got posted. I was subscribed to that, but I noticed that Toei Animation has a channel on there, and this is yes. old news. But um, you'll find that um, as a part of that channel. Wait, wait, to go on to my remaining oh. of my uh, news story, but that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's old soul, bro. That's fine. Go I'm ahead. just saying. Con- I'm just saying. Continue on. I'm, uh, just, I'm just. I'm just saying. Um, continue on, uh, soul, bro, Cronkite. Oh, all right. Um, um, uh, I know that one of Chris's favorite shows is, I think, almost all the way on there. Um, I noticed that One Piece is on there, and they have well yep. over 400 episodes on Hulu, and um, you can watch it on Hulu Plus on your PS3. Well, they do, but the thing is, uh, that over 400 is mm-hmm. a mix of subtitled and dubbed episodes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because they started uh, simulcasting a long time ago 
where the series was in like the 300 somethings, and then they started posting old episodes from the beginning, but there's a huge gap they have yet to fill. Mm-hmm. So you can't watch all of One Piece on Hulu. Damn it. Not possible. Yes. Not yet, but uh, hopefully in the near future. But uh, continue, Neo. I'm sorry, I, I, I peed all over your no, news. No, that's 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 <laughs> fine. I, I'm I'm used to it. It brings me back to the uh, brings me back to 2009 of Gundam, and um, how I'd sit here and I I would just mention a news title and it'd be like, hey, yeah. um, you're welcome. <laughs> no problem. Uh, but these last two articles, and the news is a little light, and I'd have to bring the challenge out there for all the uh, news, the, a- the amateur newscasters out there, uh, bring me more news scoops so I can take credit for them and uh, report them on this show, and you get nothing. Um, no, that's... I won't be so obvious about it. No, that's, that's, <laughs> not the, uh, that's not the idea. I actually give you props. But uh, this next one is from, uh, these next two are actually from uh, uh, Thanatos. And the first one is off the Sankaku Complex. And it's actually kind of funny because um, it's talking about that Chinese Gundam. Oh, yeah. And he's got a link on there about how it kind of returns where... Um, no, it's not a Gundam. It never yeah. was. It never is. Don't you understand that? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, 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 We're it's, China. If we say it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Th- this kind of goes into real life when it comes to China and and how they like to uh, uh, quote unquote borrow things from other companies to for their own benefit. And uh, it's actually very funny because if you go to his link and you look at it, they show how it was before, and it's basically the Arc seventy eight two orange. But um, since there was an upcry in Japan about what was going on, they said, oh, we'll take it down, but we'll make some modifications. So what do they do? They, uh, bas- <laughs> they basically put every other Japanese super robot uh, um, type of addition on it. So it's, it's not only the Gundam, but you see everything else on there. You see Zaku's, you see... Um, you know, Gagagar, wow. uh, Mazenkaiser, Mazinger, all that stuff in there. So, um, wow, I thought you were going to tell me they turned it into an Optimus Prime statue. Uh, well, he <laughs> actually, I could see some of him in there. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So, um, definitely check that out and always remember China is not our friend. Um, our, next, uh, our next article here is um, from also. Uh, Thanatos, and this is from um, the highly panned and highly critical and, and, and well-versed anime news network with their their great reviews. If you ever want great reviews on anime, go to Anime News Network because they've got the most fair and balanced uh, reviews there is. I enjoy the news coverage at least. I, you know, <laughs> I have to say one of their best things was the uh, Gundam 00 movie uh, because they, they brought out a lot of questions. So, uh, Who's getting awakened and who's the trailblazer? And um, after watching that movie, I had the same question myself. Even though uh, after watching uh, two years of the show and uh, a two-hour movie, I had that kind of figured out mm, within the first two minutes of the movie. Dumbasses. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. This one is uh, Bandai sells Gundam-themed window cases. Hmm. And uh, it, it's true. If you're in Japan and you just put Gundam on anything, the Japanese will buy it. Of 
course. Uh, because uh, Bandai announced that they will begin selling Mobile Suit Gundam collection cases in late April. Mm. And the first in the planned collection cases comes in two versions, Gundam or Char. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, and, two season, and two sizes. Medium with six adjustable glass shelves and large with 12 shelves. And they're, um, they're uh, similar to the medium density fiber board and glass cases found in Ikea and other stores for the same differences. But they're in the color schemes of the Earth, Federation Space Force, or uh, they have the Xeon emblems on them. And I actually wish if I, was, if, if I could have my own, if I could have my wish list on my Gundam display case, I want Operation British because <laughs> I, 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 I like that decal of the, of the colony falling down upon the helpless earth and killing tens of millions of people. Because, killing uh, tens of millions of Australians. Oh, yeah, because who cares about them? They're all freaking criminals anyways. They, they'd steal from you anyways. I think Moolah Flug would find uh, you, you know, you, you, you know that you're a dead man a second that you ever set foot in Australia. Actually, you know what? I don't think so. Because, the wildlife um, will kill you. No, um, a Mulafaga. He's agent. He's agent one of Team Neo. Mm -hmm. He understands that my my ridicule of Australia is just it's just all in fun. I don't think about that about the um, Australian people. I will say this, even though I will have my wallet on a chain mm -hmm. and uh, securely uh, up my rectum while I'm there. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, EMI. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. I kid. I no, kid. No EMI. <laughs> but um yeah these are uh actually kind of funny though you, you get uh display cases here so um and they're going to be about uh 240 dollars in uh, u.s for the smaller version and 370 in the larger version and they also have a uh, cockpit and target decals modeled after the rx-78-2 and the zaku 2 so Word. um you know i i guess uh before you uh burn down your mom's house You'd want to buy one of these, put all your Gundam models in there, because you'll have that mixture of fiberboard and plastic. And, and have a dolly truck handy to wheel them out before you burn your mom's house down. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so, but um, very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'd like to see one of these. And, um, you know, so I hope uh, one of our listeners out there, uh, even uh, probably more of our international listeners will have one. And, like mm -hmm. to see it and, uh, you know, send us a picture of what you got in there. So um, that's it for the news. And uh, before I uh, before I turn this over to Chris for the mailbag, I, I like, Chris, can I borrow the uh, Straight Talk Express? Just make sure you gas it up and give it a wash. No problem. Go ahead. No problem. Got the Chevron card ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to laugh. British Superman. <laughs> Chris, uh, mailbag. <laughs> That's <Okay>. it, huh? <laughs> I gotta, Wait, you just moved into the driveway? You didn't even, you didn't even rev the engine. <laughs> I, just turned it, I just turned it on. I just turned it on. Man. Warming up like the 15-year-old in, in, in the driveway pretending like he's driving. Hey, I just want to... Uh, <laughs> hey, I just I, I want more hits to Mecha Talk. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say um, British Superman. Damn. Okay. Rage. <laughs> Henry Cavill, man. Cavill. Yeah. All I know is, uh, I, I, it's, I, it's I interesting said what thing. I had to say. You didn't have to expound on it, Soul Bro. Yeah, let's not. Let's let's just All move right. on. Yeah, right, damn. <laughs> I didn't say this is a movie. I didn't talk say British Superman, Soul Bro. Your thoughts. <laughs> this is not Superman cast. It's not all about you, Soul Bro. 
F y'all. <laughs> God. All right. I'm oh, sorry. The news. I digress. Yes, I hope so. Chris. <laughs> okay, our first question is actually a series of questions. comes from Saber. Oh, right. Who says, number one, the Gundam franchise has been a national phenomenon in Japan for the longest time and it's become an icon for Japanese animation as well as a symbol for the Japanese people itself. I guess it's become pretty evident when they erected the 1-1 scale Gundam statue in Tokyo. Yet I've been wondering, with all the different incarnations and universes that make up the Gundam franchise and now having celebrated its 30th anniversary, why is it that Sunrise and Bandai haven't attempted to remake the original Gundam series? I'm not talking about something like Seed, which was at best an homage to the original series, but a genuine remake featuring the characters of Amuro, Shar, etc., but updating it with today's technological possibilities in terms of animation techniques and perhaps some visual tweaking here and there. There have been a load of video games which have been retelling the story of the original series, some of them even featuring completely new, more modern-looking anime sequences, but nothing beyond that. Okay. What do you think keeps people in charge from doing it, especially now that Universal Century is getting a lot of new fans because of the popularity of Thunder Unicorn? Do they think remaking the show would be sacrilegious? Is it because some of the voice actors of important characters, namely Hirotaka Suzuki, who played Bright, and Yo Inoue, who played Sela, have since died, and the Japanese don't want to ruin their characters by giving them new voice actors? Nowadays, they still use voice samples of Suzuki for Bright in games like Super Robot Wars, wouldn't it be Gundam anymore if it wasn't age old? I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Oh my God! All right, I'd like to. I lost I like... my breath, so you guys have to go first. Okay, <laughs> I li I like to hit this one. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, I know in the past couple years that we live we're kind of living in a culture, especially with TV and and movies, where um, we have to remake culture. everything. Dennis, are 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 you are you out of? Did they let you out of uh, the the prison in Manitoba? Is he not there? I thought I thought I heard Dennis. Okay, no problem. I think Chris got the I'm phone. Sorry. Right? I'm sorry. I must be hearing things. But back to my point. I didn't hear anything, man. You're crazy. I I'm just okay. Word. Um, but I'm 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 just saying. Um, the thing is, is I know we live in a culture right now where we have to have everything remade. And just because it's remade, because we have the ability to offset the limitations that we had back in the day, is going to automatically make it better. Doesn't necessarily mean that that's the same thing. Um, I, th I think when it comes to the whole situation with Gundam, is they haven't they haven't drank it out of the George Lucas fountain of youth, so they haven't said. Oh, okay. I did this great thing uh, 30 years ago, uh, and since now I have all these other toys, I can sit here and I can make subtle changes and do things that I never had the ability to do before because that's automatically going to make it even better than all the things that people came to love uh, 30 years ago from that point. So um, uh, I think that, you know, as much as we pan on the Japanese with their craziness when it comes to their business sense and stuff, in this way, I, I kind of agree with them. Um, we don't need to see another Gundam. We, we've seen it. You've had the, the TV show and you've had the movie series. And everybody is in agreement. And even Bandai says the same thing, is that the movie series is the true vision of Tamino. And if we remade it, it's not Tamino anymore. So, you know, we can have reiterations like we've had with Seed and everything like that. But, you know, just because it's old doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, I hate to tell you guys this, 
you know, anything that's done before 1990, sometimes they're all, they're just as good as the stuff done afterwards. So, um, you know, that would be my thought scheme on that. Solbro. Um, I, 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 I mean, I mean, Switzerland, Switzerland, shut um, up. <laughs> no, um, I, I agree with you. Um, the original is good enough. Um, it was, it's a, it's a product of its time. Um, and, and, uh, this, I, the person who asked this question is just simply asking why. So, um, if anything, I don't know if he, how he actually feels about the subject, but, um, I think the reason why is because I think, uh, at the end of the day, Sunrise and Bandai would rather do something new and also sell new models and new, new, yeah. new, new thought, uh, new ideas for, uh, mechs and whatnot than to, uh, than to rehash what's already been established as a success. I mean, they've already made, uh, money off of the, uh, the, the, the re, the rebuilds of the models that they, they keep coming out with and um well hey they, they know that you're gonna you're gonna buy um model kits over and over and over and over again from a 30 year old series regardless yeah. so bother spending money reanimating it if they know that anything yeah. that's first gundam you're yep. gonna sell like gangbusters regardless. Exactly, exactly exactly so it's a surefire thing it's almost it's almost i would it's almost guaranteed not sobro guaranteed but just guaranteed that anything uh related to first gundam is going to sell well or considerably or within um within the limits that uh, bandai expects uh i uh, my it's my secret hope that there is at least an ova series of gundam the origin because i love that rendition of gundam so much in manga format that i would like to see it animated right. but Anyland, yeah, yeah but but i mean i don't expect to we're not at that point <laughs> in the segment yeah but um i don't think they have to uh, at all um i think the original series as old as it looks and the movies as as old as they are hold it very well and people could go back and watch that if they're curious and bandai still makes money off of selling them so i'd i say it's not necessary plus i'd rather see something new so uh, when it comes to my personal preference uh, a newer series is always more fun to see than a rehash Okay. Um, you is another situation where you have a conflict between Western ideals and Eastern ideals. Yeah. And that Western ideal is, as Neil mentioned, that we live in this culture of remakes where everything's getting remade and, you know, everything's old again. And generally, I'm just against this idea of remakes because generally, if it was done well enough the first time, there's no reason to do it again. Exactly. You know, uh, for example, a movie like Casablanca from 1943, considered one of the best movies of all time, if not the best movie of all time. Right. So it's almost 70 years old. Surely if you remade it now, it would be in widescreen format, it would be in full color, it would be big budget. I'm sure it would look very nice. It actually would absolutely... It'd actually be in more than two two locations. <laughs> yeah. But I would have absolutely no interest in seeing any such movie because, exactly. you know, you're never going to... There, there is no Humphrey Bogart anymore. You know, there is no Claude Rains. There is no Ingrid Burke. And those people are gone. There's no one of, of their stature or their ability left. And they did such a good job the first time. Why on earth would you want to see that remade? So that's the thing. In the West, we have this remake culture because Hollywood is lazy and it's easier to just take an old script, dust it off, and uh, make it rather than write something original and hire writers to do that. So here we have lots of remakes of, you know, shot-for-shot remakes almost, like Psycho, totally pointless remake. And then the conflict with that is in the East, they don't really do that in anime. If you look at it, when shows get remade, for example, um, you know, more recent ones, 
um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and the Helsing Ultimate, you know, mm-hmm. those are remakes in the sense that the original productions diverged drastically from the manga, and now they're doing remakes since the mangas are done that are, you know, more true to the original story and are vastly different. But Brotherhood is not a shot-for-shot remake of FMA with slightly nicer animation. Mm-hmm. You know, Helsing Ultimate is not a shot-for-shot remake of the original TV show with an OAV budget. It's a drastically different story. Even now, uh, Berserk is getting continued, but it's not going to be exactly a continuation of the TV show. They're starting over. So, you know, if you're if there's nothing to be done with Gundam in that sense because it wasn't a manga, why are you going to do it? Yeah, yeah, and sense. as I said already, since the model kits from first Gundam are always the best-selling ones anyway, what's the point of wasting the money animating that show? Because the point of any Gundam show that gets made now is to eventually funnel you to first Gundam. And they've been doing that for almost 30 years, and it's worked well enough for them now. We know that Gundam, com- Gundam shows are commercials for model kits. They don't, need, <laughs> they don't need to have a new MSG show out there to... Uh, advertise the Gundam and Shar Zaku and the Gelgu and all this crap because you're going to buy it anyway. The gun tank. Yeah. If you're a loser. Plus if you if you look at if you look at the you're averages. A loser. <laughs> if you look at the averages, how often does a remake actually outclass the original? It's very it's very rare. It's very yeah, rare. Yeah, and then there's the issue of it's a classic to people. Why why touch it? You know, part of part of the charm of things that are old is because they're old. Exactly. Yeah. Because things were done differently because it comes from a time where everything was hand-drawn, yep. where things didn't look the same as they do now. You know, why does everything have to look the way it does now? Why can't anything ever have a past? Yeah, I mean, and that's the whole thing when it comes to a lot of these older movies sometimes. It's like what made them great was the limitations that they had upon producing them. And yeah. the fact that they could tell a story within those limitations is what made that movie, in the essence, good. It's not the fact of, Oh, now we can do this, and you know we can use the James Cameron camera, and it'll <laughs> it'll do this, and it's like, yeah, that's great, but that sucks away what was originally done in in, in the original generation of this. Can you imagine James Cameron doing Citizen Kane? Can Can you imagine well, that? It's like I said. No. I mean, the the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> the whole thing about Casablanca is, yeah, it's in two locations, yeah. inside the bar and outside the bar. That's it. But I'm I mean, just saying, it's like it doesn't. It wouldn't translate. It oh, just wouldn't God. translate. Uh, that kind of that kind of movie oh. is a perfect product of its day, yeah. and to try to replicate that, you'd have to change so much that it just wouldn't it wouldn't come across very well. Even if you made it a period piece, you still have to change a lot, and um, it's just not worth the risk in that case. Um, there's some things that if, if it's a bad movie, but with potential to be good, I say remake it in a few years and see how it goes. But if it's something like you know Gundam, where it was a you know, it, it's it's considered a, a sci-fi staple, sci-fi anime staple now, and it, uh, a lot of people have gained inspiration from that. Don't reinvent the wheel in that case. Well, I, it's, it's fine like I as said, is. Though, the thing is, is Tomino gave you the remake. Yeah. He did the show. Mm-hmm. It got cut short. He finished it up the way he did. Mm-hmm. A year later, he was able to do the trilogy movies. Yeah. And it's known, even Sunrise, and everybody says, if you want to go through the whole canon of Mobile Suit Gundam, mm-hmm. Universal Century... You start with the movie trilogy. That's what we go by. There you go. So, you word know, of God, we had a remake. <laughs> it was just done in 1981, yeah. as opposed to 
2011. Hey, there you well, go. there you go. There you go. And as the question to, to close off, as the question even alluded, you know, the voice actors are a big deal in Japan. You know, the voice yeah. actors who work on Gundam, mm-hmm. a lot of them are legendary, including Bright's voice actor Suzuoki. And a lot of people would not be comfortable with a replacement. Well, it remains to be seen what they end up doing with Unicorn, but it's uh, it's something that would that would bear in mind, and they would be against. I think. You know, exactly. hardcore fans have been around for that long. So in the end. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's nothing wrong with the original series. You have your choice of the TV show or the movies, and that's enough. There's no reason to keep coming back to it. You know, and uh, as I mentioned before, the what I've seen in the trend with uh, anime in Japan, aside from you know manga divergent remakes like Full Metal Alchemist and Helsing, is that when you do a remake of sorts, it's not the same thing. You just take some elements of it and put it in something else. For example, uh, Gundam Seed, uh, Dan Cougar Nova. They take elements of something that's old, put in a different situation versus a straight-up remake. So that's where I think the East-West conflict comes in, that they don't do the same exact thing that we do over here. Sure. Question number two from Saber. Over the years, Gundam has often been accused of having become stale due to often repeating a certain scenario, Earth versus space, Earth versus space versus protagonist party, over and over again. What do you think should be done to give Gundam as a whole, a fresh spin again, and do you think that the franchise is at least somewhat moving in the right direction with Double O having broken a taboo by introducing an alien life form? You know, when it comes to what can Gundam do, what can Gundam not do, um, I think Double O did more than enough even before they got to the movie and aliens to freshen things up. But in the end, you have all these ungrateful bastards as fans who, <laughs> you know, if, if it plays close to the old stereotypes, then it's old and stale. If it goes in a different direction like Double O did in the first season and in the movie, then it's not Gundam. So you're never going to satisfy anyone, and you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. So it doesn't really matter what they do. They're always going to be accused of doing something the wrong way. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter at this point because what you do now will be panned, but in five years from now, it'll be looked as innovative. So yeah, and then the it, next thing will be panned. Yeah, then the, exactly. And whatever replaced five years. Yeah, exactly. Because when, whenever something's new in Japan, it's not appreciated until five years down the line when the next series comes out. Well, it's not even Japan. Oh, I would yeah, it's I, everywhere I mean, else, right? As much as we like to hate on Japan, yeah, it's yeah. not just Japan. This it's is the truth around the world. This is American well. fans too. Yeah, true. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I think that uh, Double O really did. Uh, it really did something different, and because of that, um, I don't know where they're going to go next. I don't know if they're going to go back to the old faithful um, space noids versus Earth, um, Earthlings, or if they're going to try well, something they've even already more done far out this time. Unicorn, so we, 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 see, we see space noids versus Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 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 we have, and, and that's always kind of been the staple with uh, Gundam, so I, don't, I think that's a, 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 a tradition that they're never going to forsake, but... Um, I, I don't mind them trying something new. I don't think it'll be as appreciated as uh, as as um, the old faithful way of doing things. But um, anytime they want to try something new, I'm all for it because it, it brings a new dimension to Gundam every time they try. I'm all for all Gundam right. versus Kaiju. There you go. There you go. That's the next frontier. You heard it here first. Next question from Saber Still. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one who was sort of bothered by the fact that since Destiny ended, Sunrise hasn't been bothering to keep at least some sort of realism in their mecha shows by adding seatbelts to their cockpits. Each of their mecha shows that has aired since then, be it Code Geass, Double O, or Unicorn, there's nothing like that to be found anymore. Especially Geass would actually have need for them since their megas have 
rocket-propelled ejection seats in their cockpits. Do you think Sunrise is just getting lazy, or is there something else behind this? Well, no offense, but uh, if you're thinking this much about um, seatbelts and writing about seatbelts on the forum, then um, you're thinking about it way too deeply, and your time is better served on something else. Seriously. I mean, this is such a minor detail that it's not even it's not even worth consideration. No offense. I mean, even and even in one of your examples, Unicorn, uh, don't they have little um, airbag belts for protect in there? Yeah, I believe so. There's something yeah, that keeps them do. in the seats that they showed. Yeah, I, th- I think you. I, I I'd agree. I think of all. This the is things- like you know, since it's seatbelts, it's sort of like the the age-old uh, seatbelts on the Enterprise argument. Like, why don't they have seatbelts on the Enterprise whenever both flying around? Yeah, I, I think there's other. If you're gonna complain about things, I think there's other things to complain about. If you're gonna complain about something, there's better things to complain about, like say the quality of those shows versus if they have seatbelts in the cockpit. That's a little too much minutiae going a little too far into the weeds. Well, not only that, but just the fact of if you're gonna go all technical like that, maybe it might be uh, you know going more to the power sources because what Kogias it was like some rock mined out of. Uh, out of Mount Fuji. Rock from Japan. Yeah, so, I mean, come on. And, and double O, magical GN particles that are one size fits all for everything from, you know, space mind communication to infant power from mobile suits to curing GN cancer to God knows what else. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. Through once, talking to aliens. It was, it was one step away from a robot technology <laughs> there. It's it, you know you just have to have a uh, suspension of disbelief when it comes to that. Um, it's cool when you see them because you realize that this is probably a, a, a realer robot show than most when they're in there. The, the character puts on a harness. Yeah, but the you last know, thing that I'm watching, it's, it's cool. But it, it, it's, last it's, thing I'm watching when I'm watching a battle the, mm-hmm. between the antagonist and the protagonist is yeah. he doesn't have a seatbelt. Oh, he's he's so stupid. Yeah, have a it's on, like <laughs> I could care less about. No, it's 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 accoutrement. That's that's really what it comes down to. It's it's just one of those details you appreciate when you see them. It's, like, it's, like, it's like when you watch a cartoon and you see that the characters actually change their clothes. That is something that you know is is out of the ordinary. But I appreciate that little detail that they throw in there. But I won't sweat it if it's not you know if it doesn't happen. If they wear the same outfit every damn episode, uh, you know I just got the deal. <laughs> but um, and, and I want this to be clear for Saber. We're not ridiculing the question. It's yeah. just that, or him, or her, it's just that it's such a minor thing that it's not worth you uh, spending your time considering it. Yeah. Just uh, Next, also still on Saber's questions. Having gone through your old episodes again, I came across show number 12 in your discussion of Prodigious's English dub prior to its first airing. Back then, you three agreed that Johnny Young Bosch had been miscast from Lelouch, or rather giving him the benefit of the doubt, and that he and Yuri Lowenthal, who played Suzaku, should have switched roles instead. This was even mentioned on one of the DVD extras. Since then, you never talk about it anymore. Has your opinion on Johnny and Bosch in this role changed by now, or do you still stand by what you said back then? Personally, I think there could have been no better actor for the role. Despite being a sub in myself, I have to admit there are parts where Bosch is even better than Jun Fukuyama in the Japanese version. Mm. Well, I don't know about that, because Jufu Kuyama is really good, but um, the thing about Johnny Young Bosch is, yeah, he's pretty effective in the role, but he's in so many English dubs as the yeah. main character that I just feel so completely worn out hearing yeah. him that I don't want to hear him. Yeah, exactly. I'm just Same tired here. of hearing this guy everywhere. It's not that he's a bad actor, it's just he's way overexposed. He basically is the the Michael Sarah of English anime dubbing. What? 
man. Damn. <laughs> I, so I, I, I will stand by, especially now after, after having replayed the um, Prince of Persia. I still stand by that Yuri Lowenthal would have been better in that role. I think so too. But wasn't it the whole, the whole, the whole um, thing with the casting in the first place is that um, when they casted the Japanese show, they wanted to, uh, they wanted to uh, cast them against type because of, uh, I guess, because of their their character con- character types. They wanted to cast voice actors that would be opposite for the most part, and they they carried that over into the English voice acting. Like you know, Yuri uh, Lowenthal would be more suited to be um, to be. Uh, to be uh, Lelouch, but they got they had him be Suzaku instead, and vice I don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, I, 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 I thought I read <laughs> somewhere. I, I just don't. I have no. I've never heard of like you know that they had this philosophy about Japanese casting that you know the English crew was bound by this too. So I I don't know where you heard that or or what there is to that. Well, I, need to do, I need so, to do my homework. So bro, reasoning here. I'll, I'll I'll try to find it in between now and an episode actually premieres. <laughs> But um, sure. I, I don't Johnny, know. On, Johnny on Bosch did grow on me. I, I I really enjoyed his performance by the time R2 came out, and I think he did a great job. It, just like you, Chris, I, I see him and I hear his voice and everything. Hell, he's in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. He's zero. Oh, so, I mean, he's all over. Shameless he, Capcom. He's still all over. But um, I, I've gotten at this point, I've gotten past it because I know he's a prolific voice actor. He That's pretty much how he makes his living, and I, I think he does a great job with it. And maybe he can play a supporting character. Every so often, as opposed to the main, but you know, um, he gets the roles that he gets, and uh, you know, you know, I saw, I saw this. Mm-hmm. I switch it to Japanese and switch on the subtitles, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> so. And finally, the last question from Saber on the topic of getting back to what you said in previous shows: Did any of you three actually check out the lyrical Manaha franchise since episode sixteen? If so. Please do share your thoughts on it. No. no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we have a question from good old Dalo who says, Hey. Have you read The Killer Angels by Michael Shara or any of the books by Jeff Shara? No. No. no not, not at the moment. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Next question. Strike zero. Since Sobro is happily married, he is not required to answer the following. Fairly simple question. Please tell us whom you guys would pick as your mecha anime waifu. Well... In the interests of being interesting, I'm going to force Sobro to answer this question. You and hard mode, hard mode, <laughs> the machine is not allowed as a choice. And to be fair, I'll even give myself a restriction. Diana Sorrell is not a choice. There you go. Uh, that oh, is so fair. this is like Wafu is like your dream chick? Yeah, wa- yeah, okay. yeah. Pretty much who would you pick as your wife um, out of the mecha anime chicks? Mm. Uh, that we have seen in um, in mecha anime. Um, man, it's a hard question. If uh, machine's not a part of that, damn you, damn you, Chris. I'll let you go, I'll let well, you go first. Then. All right. Go ahead. I- I'd like to say I- I'll answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to say for this question, I become Mormon. Mormon. So I have uh, various. <laughs> I have various wives. Uh, first well, one. Well, f- first well, one. You can't say be- Romeus. <laughs> first one would be um, uh, Cheryl. No, because uh, oh, she, she, she can work. Mm-hmm. She's making the cash. Uh, yes, it would be Captain Robbie. It's Captain I knew Jiggles. you were going to pick that. And um, also for those really, uh, really um, nights that, you know, you just get real angry, mm-hmm. uh, the Major. The Major? Man. Yes. Damn it, you're already full of mine. Oh, my God. Well, I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to get steal out of my one. head. <laughs> Well, I know I'm gonna still one of Chris's. Oh, and 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 my last one, because you know I am I am a Mormon, so I can have right. various wives. Um, uh, Sailor, just for the fact. So so no no Somuragi in there, man? No drunky? 
Well, I, I have uh, the original Captain Jiggles. Oh, that's true. So I, I don't have Well, to... you're thinking her, too? Jesus. You <laughs> <laughs> some for me. Damn, uh, man. Oh, uh, I'll have uh, I'll have her and uh, just to uh, finish it off, um, I'll give a uh, oh, what's her face from my 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 and but she's uh, not in the new mecha anime. <laughs> well, there was an anime of uh, Fatal Fury. She was in there, it, but, but there was no mecha in it though. It doesn't matter. Well, well, damn. All right, Terry's penis. <laughs> Terry's penis is mecha. The Terry's penis. Nice. Yes. Nice. I don't know. Well, um, I'm a, I'm a still one of Chris's too, and he's gonna hate me for this. Um, Eno L. Oh my God! Oh, you bastard! Yeah, I know. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I freaking I, I love. I, I enjoyed that chick. He's, know, he's gonna be match. left with uh, Ronka, uh, <laughs> the chicks from Nanaha, and Strike Witches. Oh my God! Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> love this boy, love. Sorry, we turned you into Peter from uh, uh, Ontario. I always had, also had always had a thing for Misa Hayase, and um, and um. Damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think I'll stop because uh, I think Chris is gonna be yeah, bankrupt by the time we get yeah, to. You're only supposed to have one. What's that? I at least made the the disclaimer. Oh, okay. I converted to Mormon. Well, Eno well, L, Eno L, <laughs> easily. I'm a Mormon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, for my answer, I'm gonna preface this: since it's coming Mormon, I am going to transfer to the prestigious um, Super Robot Wars Multi Universe All Film Academy so that I can get nailed. Mm-hmm. Where I can have a harem. Right. Okay. So I'm going to see all of yours. <laughs> okay. Because they're rightfully mine. Oh, word. <laughs> Although hey. I do worry with the major that I need to sit otherwise to break. Hey, just just make sure they shower before they come back over. Damn. No, you can't come back. No. no I'll, I'll be in the harem blues if they all want to be around because then I'll give them attention. I'll also take various lovelies from uh, Super Robot Wars, including Excellent Browning. Uh, mm. both, both uh, Aya and my Kobayashi and pretty much every other female in um, Super Robot Wars except for Flag Chester's son and Latuni Sign Leader. You can have them instead. <laughs> you can keep the DFCs. You can take, you take them. You have those two. I'll take out everybody else. Nice. If you have a if you have a cup size smaller than the feet, you not apply. Damn! That's, 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 a, that's a good policy to live by. So, there you go. I'm sorry, female listeners. <laughs> I bet you some of our female listeners would probably think the same way. Hey, you know what? You might be right. <laughs> also, there's another question here from Strike Zero. All right. Who says, um, let us posit that the Gundam Trio is one day roped into operating a giant robot that requires them to pilot it together a la Getter Rumble. What sort of robot would this be and what kind of slash abilities would it have? Hmm. Hmm. What kind of robot would it be? Well, it'd be one with uh, two arms and two legs, and it's like 50 foot tall. It would be Diegard. No. <laughs> I don't uh, want some broke down corporate piece of shit. Hey man, <laughs> it got exactly. It, it got rebuilt, man. It was yeah, it was badass. Barely by had air conditioning, didn't it, or something like that? <laughs> they finally put in AC eventually. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. Uh, they, they 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 did better it, but um. Oh, I need I need an MP3 player, <laughs> a, a microwave oven, my hot pockets. Nice. Uh, punches. I need voice activated. Need mega chest cannons. Mega chest. I need bottles slash fangs. I need uh, big giant cutting weapons. Right. Well, in my cockpit, I would have. Just give me. You know what? You know what? Just to start would be a good way. Give me the the super robot version of Double Riser from the the fake Gundam Double O movie. 
Uh, I, I could that do one, that, huh? but in my cockpit, I, I would like I would have at least 124 different taps of all the beers of the world. My, so it would be the the actual the actual German Gundam from 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 the Gundam fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that was the actual one, then I have Wiener Schnitzel come down in the shoot too. So I mean, being Wiener Schnitzel. Uh, I, I'm 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 being fed uh, the finest of sausages. And a sauerkraut as I drink beers from around the world. Um, I think one of our attacks would be um, the uh, Arabian goggles. The the be- what? <laughs> I don't think Silver caught that one. Arabian goggles. Arabian goggles would be one of our attacks. Since this is a G-rated podcast, there you uh, go. Just go to your Urban Dictionary to see what Arabian goggles is. All right. <laughs> I'm thinking another attack would be uh, the uh, the the pirate. The pirate. Yes. Once again. And what, and what's after that? The Cleveland Steamer. <laughs> That's the worst. No, Angry Jack. All my dirty tension. The dirty. No, <laughs> Angry Dragon. <laughs> oh God, man! Stop! Jesus Christ! Well, I think you know you're supposed to you're supposed to defeat your enemy and humiliate him at the same time. Wow. So I mean, just saying. Well, he was just, asking what our attacks would be. Why can't we just form blazing sword and cut him in half? <laughs> That's why you're a simpleton. Oh, yeah, yeah that's that. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I just want to scream the whole thing and slice up the whole lot. Exactly. Watch well, that too. We could do that. Too. Slice, slice, run through them and have them explode behind you. I like to. I, li- I like to at last have a beam saber though, mm-hmm. so I could make. Uh, so I could slash at bikini girls like in victory and just watch them disappear. That'd be kind of cool, man. Well, uh, I would. You're having too much caution. <laughs> Sorry. You, you guys are pretty much. You guys are pretty much nailed all the essentials. I just like a. I would just like a. Uh, oh, and I have to have a toilet. I have w- to have a toilet in the uh, <laughs> in the thing because how big is this cockpit? Well, you know, if I'm in a battle, I, I need to drop. A, I need to go potty. Uh-huh. I, I I don't want to have to do it in my pants well, or yeah. do it in a catheter. My cockpit seat better not be located underneath yours. Ooh. Oh no, that's the thing. I want, I want my, uh, I want Japanese toilet. Japanese the bidet? The no, oh. with the with the freaking uh, the seat that warms. Mm. Self heating uh, toilet seat. Nice. Yes. Nice. Your cockpit seat would just transform into that. <laughs> exactly. Oh god, here comes the chicken wings from last night. I don't want to work with you guys anymore. That's going to be a robot. <laughs> Chris will be on the bottom. <laughs> I don't think I'm, just, I can, I, I'm going to quit. I don't think I can top what you guys said. So um, I will uh, I will just wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Any other questions? Uh, no, I, think, I don't think we could proceed after that. All right. No problem. Well, if that is the end of the mailbag, thank you. Thank you, um, Postmaster Chris. And um, we will be back with more Gundam at MAHQ in just a moment. You're driving along, you're driving along, and all of a sudden the kids are yelling from the back seat, I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy! Not now, goddammit! This episode of Gundam is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Right now they're offering special discounts to our listeners. Just simply go to GoDaddy.com and use the code GUN8 for 10% off any order not already discounted. 
Gun 9 for $5 off purchases that are $30 or more on any items not already discounted. Dot com domain names are as low as $7.49 if you use the code GUN10. And last but not least, code 20H1 for 20% off hosting plans. For more information, you can go to gundam.net and click on the GoDaddy link in the Sponsors and Special Offers section. Don't wait too long. The domain name you've always wanted might be claimed by someone else before you know it. Register with GoDaddy.com today. I'm tired of other anime podcasts being such a starfest. My plan was perfect. But there was one thing I overlooked. One factor I failed to calculate. He's a dumbass. I hate Narutards. Oh my god, he's wet. And I'm sick of the giant Moe monster wreaking havoc in my anime city. So what's my solution? Make a better podcast than everyone else. Well, at least I try anyway. Join me, Josh Dunham as I talk about my ideas and opinions about current Japanese music, games, and anime. You can find my weekly podcast at www.animation.blogspot.com. That's A-N-I-M-E-S-H-O-N. I review the new shows and manga coming out of Japan, as well as ye old goodies. So check me out. I'm only a Google search away at Animation, A-N-I-M-E-S-H-O-N. Brandon was just a dork who wanted to shoot lightning out of his hands like Gundam Ryu from Street Fighter. <laughs> so I waved my magic wand and brought this lightning bolt legend out to Hollywood, where the nerd always gets the girl. This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. This is Chris, and for this segment we're going to be doing a bit of a fantasy topic. Uh, the idea for this topic is, over the years, many, many, many mecha and sci-fi anime have fallen to the wayside as companies go out of business, such as Genion, Central Park Media, etc., or they just... Um, Laps and don't get renewed by the company that previously released them. So in this segment, we're going to take a look at um, some of the lapsed titles that we would like to see licensed rescue, regardless of the possibility of that actually happening. So we're not going to have any of our usual caveats of, oh, that does it's not profitable, it's not popular, it's just pure fantasy, what we want to see rescued, and why. So this this is the land that most uh, anime fans live in, fan <laughs> Fantasy land. (laughs) Yes, we're going into Candyland for the for the second. Oh man, Sobro Land, nice. Yeah, so this this is this is the land where everything is perfect. 
Every internet petition is answered. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're entering into the, the land of hopers and dreamers, which uh, I find to be a very scary and frightening place. Oh. Damn the profit margins. <laughs> yes. If four people want this, we will give it to them. Yes. Even if it costs $140,000 to transfer. <laughs> so, so follow us down the rabbit hole into Candyland. I know I'm mixing my metaphors, but whatever. So I'm going to kick this off with one that um, I've been wanting to see relicensed for a very long time, and that is Votomes. There you go. Which was originally released by Central Park Media. And when I say Votomes, I mean the whole shebang. I would like to see someone pick up not just the TV series, which they finally re-released in a remastered version after they had that crappy DVD that was out for so many years. Mm -hmm. It was outsourced. Uh... But that's all Central Park Media ever released. They never released any of the OAV sequels, whether they're ones with Shiriko or with, um, you know, the Marilink series. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's all of the new OAVs with Shiriko and with um, all these other characters that are coming out last year and now this year. I would like to see one company release all of these things. And I'll even throw in a bit of the realism into this Candyland idea. It doesn't even have to be dubbed. Oh, wow. wow. Well, just, just okay. throw it out there, subbed, nice box sets, maybe Blu-ray. That, that's a little Candyland-ish. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> and give it to, give it all to me. Voltoms is an excellent choice. I mean, that's a series that definitely needs to be redistributed. Um, you know, since Central Park Media is no longer around, you know, it, you, you fear that, you know, it'll just... It, the, 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 the DVDs that are out there will just fading obscurity and we won't you know it'll never come to the states again i mean the the industry has changed so much that you know i i guess uh they like to they, they like to pass up on shows like that but shows yeah, like and that the reality is the reality is we know that that show's probably never going to be rescued by anyone it's too old it's it's from a different era mm-hmm. it just would not appeal on a mass level to anyone Sadly, sadly, that's, that's the state, but... That's why I'm Candylanding it. Candylanding it. <laughs> <laughs> Just made that into a verb. Nice. Already copyrighted it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, man, Neo, you got, um, you, got a, you got a suggestion at all? Of course, another one from uh, Park Media. MD Geist and MD Geist 2, <laughs> Death, colon, Death Horse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can never get enough of those, huh? <laughs> Um, something that's pretty much out of print that, um, you know, Carsey's wing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know at this time. I mean, I, it, it's wait, 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 wait to be ready for the topic. Yeah, I know. You know, I, cause I was thinking of Votomes and I was just like, you know, that would, I, I kind of figured that you would steal it, but, um, <laughs> I didn't know you would steal it all the way. But, oh. uh, well, I, I've got one. Um, what's that? There's one. I believe this was Central Park Media when it came out. Um, they were 11. It's uh, a, it's an anime movie, yeah. uh, and it got re-released on DVD a few years ago. Um, but it was in limited release. At least you can't really find it now without paying out the ass for it. And it's a very excellent sci-fi anime movie that came out in the um, the 80s, and um, it's it's one of those that could easily fly under the radar. Uh, about a group of students from a um, a, uh, a we'll just say space college or s- space um, school, space 
they they go they get stuck in um a space installation by themselves and they have to survive and it's kind of it's it's not as gruesome as you'd say like you would think a lord of the rings or, or type of scenario like that would be but um it, it's it's very engaging and uh it, it, it's written very well and and it's it's excellently directed especially and if you like uh 80s anime it's a it's a fun movie to watch um I haven't seen it in a while. I really need to. I need to. I need to watch it again. It's been a few years, but they were eleven. Definitely comes to mind. Um, is this strictly just sci-fi anime that we um, talk about, or any animes that uh, that that we can think of? Mecha slash sci-fi. Because otherwise, it would be too too long of a list. Yeah, it would be right. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> um, man, uh, let's see. Anything come to mind? Neo? Oh, I, I have another one. Go that, for it. And I'm surprised no one thought of as their first choice um pat labor yeah god damn you know what every, I, i've always oh man I can't there goes neo's right yeah. there <laughs> damn it and Go here's ahead. here's the thing about pat labor uh it's had a completely kiboshed release across multiple yes. companies mm-hmm. you had the first two movies originally released by manga aka mangler Oh my god. <laughs> you had then after that license lapse those two movies re-released by Bandai Visual. Then you have the OAVs and the TV show released by Central Park Media, which of course is gone. And then you had the third movie released by Pioneer way back in the day when they were still called Pioneer. And of course, they're gone too. So, you have this one franchise that's been released to varying degrees of quality by different companies. Which also means that you know you have no um, consistency in the English dubbing because you have like four different voice casts, and honestly, uh, CPM's dubbing was never that good for that series. Uh, Mangler's dub was pretty meh for the for the day. Uh, I never saw Bandai Visual's dub of the first two movies, and actually, uh, Pioneer's dub of movie three was pretty good. So I would like to see in 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 my Candyland. Vision, uh, of course, Blu-rays because they yeah. do have Japan the movies on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and all released by one company consistently. With you know, if they wanted to redub everything, fine, we'll, we'll Candyland that. Uh, at the very least, you know, at least have consistency in the subtitles of like all the names and everything, since that's another difference in all these different versions released by different companies that they translate the names of things differently. Yeah. All those inconsistencies uh, across different different um, release versions—it just, yeah, it's almost laughable how um, how the um, the the way they individually translate certain terms and, and character names and and whatnot. And you get to a different version, you get to one from a different release, and you know it's slightly different. It almost takes you out of it a little bit when you when you see uh, something get translated differently or um, or presented differently because of a. Uh, uh, Incon- an inconsistent translation between the two versions or the two two releases that you see. It's so. not so bad with Pat Labor, but it's mm-hmm. still it's one of those fan nitpick things that you know if we could candy land it, I would want that to be fixed. It's a it's a very good series to to bring back, and I I still think that it would have some marketability nowadays. It, it a niche marketability, but I still think it would um come across and and find an audience if anything. But um I I, I don't think it'd be you know Pokemon. <laughs> comparable, but uh, it would be awesome to see that come back. I'm, I'm right there with you on that. That actually brings me to one that I've thought of is um, Bubblegum Crisis. Yeah, because oh, I I don't I don't know what the status of that is, but I do remember there was like the OV, OVA was released by one company, and then I don't was the series ever really released here? 
Well, ADP. Yeah, it's, 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 that's, it another, that's another one that's a mess. You have yeah. the original series and Crash and A Police Files was all released by Animigo, which mm-hmm. they still have the license to all that stuff. Okay. So it's not dead, but Animigo is a very small company. And then you had 2040 and uh, the other 80 Police series, the new one, that was done by ADV. Yeah, that, that's one I'd like to see. Because it, it was pretty much along the same way of what you were talking about with Pat Labor. It's across the board. You have different uh, casts doing it, and it's just like I don't know, you know. And and it, I, I've always I've always enjoyed Bubblegum Crisis, and uh, you know, for you know, if we, this is Candyland, I, I'd like it in Blu-ray too. <laughs> well, let me tell you, uh, mm-hmm. there is in fact a Blu-ray version in Japan, and oh, it is of course. stunning. It is absolutely spotless. The animation is gorgeous. What? It's sure. clear. It's bright. It it I don't want to say it's it looks as good as something new because in fact. Since it was from the 80s, it looks better than the new stuff that comes out now because it's so detailed yeah. and it's got that hand-drawn animation detail from the yeah. 80s oh, when yeah. things were extravagantly budgeted that you just can't get it anymore. Dude, I, I, I know when I um, was growing up, Bubblegum Crisis was probably one of the first um, subtitle animes I ever watched. And I, I remember watching it all in one shot. The OVAs, I should say, and um, nothing, nothing impressed me more than I think episode five or six, where Pris goes up against Largo. Yeah. And the the the, satel- the first time I ever saw a satellite laser in anime, never knew how much of a trope it was, but <laughs> but to see that implemented this into is that set piece watching Akira? before, uh, yeah, actually I saw that before Akira. Wow. I saw Bubblegum Crisis before Akira. I didn't see Akira until I was in senior year in high school, Hammer but um. Dawn. Yeah, Hammer of Dawn, man. It was like, and that, it, I, first time I ever saw something like that was in Bubblegum Crisis, and um, it's it it left me pretty impressed. It gave me a love for cyberpunk because you know there's elements of cyberpunk in that series with the boomers and and this and the, uh, the the night sabers and all that elements, stuff. huh? Elements, just just a skosh, oh, just a skosh. <laughs> but no, um, that series deserves a lot more um, praise and exposure. Uh, and, you know, the funny thing about Bulgum Crisis is that, uh, as I commented recently in Episode 2 of Chaos Theater, I'm just seeing the series now for the first time, and I don't know how it was in all of my years of fandom that this one managed to slip through the cracks, but sometimes things just do. Mm-hmm. Of course. And seeing, uh, seeing it in Blu-ray, it's just amazing how how well animated the show was, and... Uh, yeah, Animigo is a very small company now, and I don't think they have resources in them to do like a big release of something like Bubblegum Crisis. So, uh, if they were candy landing it, then hopefully someone big could come along and do a release of that. Did you ever see the the TV shit series? Haven't seen that yet. Uh, I think I start with the original, and in the back of my mind, I feel a little apprehensive because yeah. From my experience, 90s remakes of things that were awesome in the 80s usually don't turn out that well. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I think to some degree that's how the, um, the TV show is. I haven't seen all the episodes, but I saw the first 10, and I just I kept having a longing to see the original OVA every time I sat down and watched an episode of the TV show. It's not bad, though. If, if, you're, if it's your first exposure to Bubblegum Crisis, then, that, uh, then the, the more power to you. Then you should definitely check out the OVA and see that. The only OVA I have never seen is Bubblegum Crash. And um, I keep hearing um, that it's it's good. It's, it's not as good as Crisis, but that's the only part of the OVA I haven't seen is Crash. And um, I'll check that out if they ever re-release it. <laughs> when you when you visit Candyland? Yes, when I visit Candyland, or 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 or, or find a fan somewhere. <laughs> but um, 
All right. I guess uh, what's up? Uh, who, who, who said uh, bubblegum crushes? Well, I can it give you, you another one. Oh, okay, I, go ahead. I don't think this is. Um, I don't think this is licensed anymore, and this will uh, make uh, Pedo South and Pedo North very happy. Gunbuster. Oh. Oh. I don't think Gunbuster is licensed anymore. Chris, do you know or? Well, um, Bandai think... Visual, of course, does not exist anymore, and they did at the last thing release a compilation Blu-ray, but mm-hmm. that's it. So. Sort of like uh, you have to buy the old copies that are still in circulation. I see. So, so basically, um, I guess it's in kind of in a what's it a, a purgatory limbo. <laughs> it's in pedo limbo. Pedo purgatory. Yes, it is. Well, um, I have one. It's I don't know if it's very well known, but I always enjoyed this show. Um, if you like it, then it's not. Uh, it's probably ter- it's probably terrible. Um, this is before I learned what Moe was. <laughs> and it's got Moe elements in it, but um, I saw it, I think, in the early 2000s. Uh, it's a Gynax series, actually, and it's not Ava. <laughs> of course, that's still licensed. It's a series called Mahoro Mahoro Matic, about a a a a, a, a female uh, robot that uh, she comes to Earth, and um, she, I guess, is this badass uh, android of destruction. But um, she ends up becoming this. Um, this maid. I guess made uh, for the <laughs> for the main character, and um, this is probably one of the last harem animes I actually enjoyed. Probably the last harem anime I actually enjoyed because this this nerd guy has no business attaching uh, attracting the attention of of any of these chicks that are in this show. But um, it was a whole lot of fun. Most guys in harems don't. Yeah, most of them don't. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun, and it was a short series. It was easy to get in and out of, and. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing it again or seeing it re-released because uh, I think it's one of Gynax's better series. But, uh, of course, it's nothing compared to uh, Gurren Lagan. but, you know. <laughs> but Mahoromatic, yeah, that's, that's that's one I could definitely name off. And that was, uh, I believe, a Jenny on title before uh, Jenny on closed, their, closed his doors. I, I have one speaking of, of Pedal Bear North. Oh. This is on behalf of Pedal Bear North's wallet. Oh. And that is Super Robot Wars. Hey, there you go. Yeah, that's true. Since... He was he was one of the two people suckered into paying forty dollars per DVD. I wonder who the other guy was. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someone else in Canada. And, and since he was in Canada and this stuff was on rights, he also had to pay the uh, the freaking the international shipping fees on top of that. Jesus, man, poor guy. So uh, that's that's dedication. <laughs> yeah, and let me tell you, Super Robot Wars is a great show. But not worth it at that cost, and I would like to have it, but not that cost, and Hell on no. that many discs. Mm-hmm. So, given that Bandai Visual folded back into Bandai Entertainment, it'd be nice if in Candyland, Bandai Entertainment one could release something on schedule without it being delayed, <laughs> two, without it having major defects, as almost all their releases seem to have these days. Sorry, guys, but it's true. Ouch. Oh man. And go three. Uh, release the first season Divine Wars and the OIV series in one nice Anime Legends box set. Nice. And you could even keep it for, for a little dash of realism in Candyland. You could even keep it sub only and not bother dubbing it. Because I don't want it dubbed anyway. Well, hey, you're giving them options. <laughs> if you wanted to release season two as well, then that would be fine mm. while we're Candylanding things. Word. That's a very good choice. Well, if you want really candy land oh and i got my nostalgia glasses on because i borrowed them from i borrowed soul pros there you go man you oh, watched transformers generation one because it has heart and soul yes it does 
<laughs> Crusher Joe. Crusher Joe? Yeah. Wow, good stuff, man. I've got yeah. that DVD right there in my collection. Yeah. <laughs> and a DVD you'll never see again. Uh, <laughs> Crusher Joe's cool, man. It, it has uh, designs from Yaz. Um, yeah. Our old friend Yaz from uh, Mobile Suit it's, Gundam and um, Zeta and many it, other uh, it, classic it's, anime. It's typical 80s anime, mm-hmm. just ridiculousness and... You know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to get to the point where I'm just going to do what I need to do. No caring about anything else. But um, <laughs> it's uh, if, if I was to Candyland. And, and you know what? I'd have it in Blu-ray, too, because for whatever reason, all these older shows, because they used film and because they actually took some time and they didn't sublet it to the Koreans or the friggin' <laughs> Indonesians or whatever the hell it was, this stuff actually, you know, they actually kept some type of consistency and some type of detail. Right. So um, I, I think that would be, uh, and it's studio new. Oh, you yeah. Know, who's brought true. us such hits as, um, you Matt know. Cross. Matt Cross. I'm a cross. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Orgus, right? Yes. Yep. Orgus is well, out of well, too, isn't that, it? Yeah, Orgus is. Yeah, that was going to be my next one. Oh, well, sorry. Well, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> everyone forget what we just said. Uh, Chris, what would you think would be good? You know, there's a series called Orgus that came out in Japan in the 80s, released by Studio New. Studio New, who are these guys? Is this yeah. NEW or uh, what, what, what is going on here? I don't know. The thing is, um, Orgus sort of has a, a sad history in that, um, you know, you have um, the first half of it was being released back by Streamline back in the in the early days when, when they were re- when they were doing uh, uncut releases of the uh, the three shows that made up Robotech. Right. And they did a dub for Orgus, but they only got halfway through the show, as they did with all these other shows, they only got halfway releasing those in subtitled form before they went out of business. Mm-hmm. So you have this dub floating around for half the episodes. Actually one of the very earliest dubs from animes. I hear the quality is kind of eh. But uh, then a few years ago, Imagination Entertainment stepped in and they were doing like a sort of DVDR on demand oh, nice. program with three old shows. And it was a big thing back in the day. Made a lot of news on anime websites. And I interviewed um, Justin Savakis from ANN, who at the time was working for Imagination. Right. And they had them available on their site and on Right Stuff. And they were doing a full released this time of Orgus, all 35 episodes, plus, as a bonus, the dub of the first, like, 18 or 19 that was done way back by Streamline. Right on. Nice. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't last very long because I think they lost the rights. There was some kind of problem, and before I could even buy it because I did want to buy it, they were already unavailable, and you just could not get anywhere. Damn. Yeah. And on top of that... Uh, Manga, the Mangler, they released Orgus 2, which is a very nice little OAV series. They released it on DVD, but their DVD is like a VHS master, so it doesn't look that hot. So in in our our fantasy world, I would like to see someone remaster the original Orgus. I would like to see someone remaster Orgus 2 and then release one nice box set with both series all together. Nice. I'd love to watch Orgus. I mean, I've always, always seen video clips and whatnot, but I've never you had the chance Orgus. to. watched Orgus. Huh? We did a review on it, idiot. Oh, Orgus? What? 
No, no we did Orgus. No, we did Megazone, and we've done... Uh, no, we, didn't, we have not done Orgus. We haven't done Orgus. I've never seen Orgus. I, I thought we did Orgus. That's, that, and that, that goes to show we've how many episodes of the show. We've, yeah, we uh, talked about it as part of a segment. But damn we, it. We've talked did. about it as part of other segments, but we haven't done a spotlight on it on its own. we still got some Orgus to do. But yeah, I would love I to see this show. Was I living in a bizarro land or something at that time? or? It was a it was GNA a parallel dimension or something or I don't know. <laughs> clearly, clearly, you were ill informed as usual. Oh, <laughs> why do you gotta go that route? Like I said, I've I've gone to the Larry King of the the Larry King School of Journalism, the Larry King Dojo of jur- yes. Journalism, the, the prestigious, unaccredited Larry King School of Journalism. Nice. Our uh, our motto is preparation. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I, I have one that um, I was turned on to in my younger years, um, back in the days of Pioneer. Um, they don't re- say Street Fighter. No, it's, no, because it has no mecha in it. <laughs> but no, um, Kishin Core was a series mm-hmm. I, I, I liked a lot. Um, it was it kind of had, I wouldn't say it was steampunkish, but it took place during World War II, right? I'd say it's steampunkish. Hey, you think so? Yeah, I guess it would be a little it's steampunkish. steampunkish. Well, you always think of steampunk as just like, the late 1800s. Yeah. But I think in this aspect, when you're talking about World War II, mm-hmm. I guess it could be like an extended steampunk. I I don't know. It's it's kind of one of those tweener type of things. It, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of yeah. elements that combine, um, I guess, a little bit of steampunk in there. And uh, you've got uh, the Nazis teaming up with uh, stealing alien technology from the for, with the Kanto. They're teaming up with the Kanto army to steal technology from the um, from aliens and. Um, a group of uh, individuals using the same alien technology. They go and they uh, they fight against that uh, division of the the not the, that division of the Nazi and Kanto army to uh, to stop them from their maniacal plans using Mecha. And it takes place during World War Two, and it's a real interesting take on on an an era based. Uh, it's a period piece, but with Mecha in it, basically. And I, I thought it was a lot of fun seeing that when I was younger. And uh, I would love to see that get re released. And um, that's another one I'm throwing into the hat. Any uh, other ones you guys have? Giant Robo. Ooh. I've, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's kind of silly, mm-hmm. and it, it's you know skewed more towards kids and stuff, and and it. But I've always liked Giant Robo, or you know, or what was he called here when he came originally? Johnny Sockham yeah, or whatever. Johnny Sockham. I got a yeah. friend that grew up watching the live action Gus. of that. Gus, yeah, our Gus. friend Gus. He, My uh, brother. Oh, uh, your brother. He, he is kind of your brother. <laughs> My brother, brother, Gus. Mother, dude. <laughs> um, but I, I've always enjoyed. Uh, I think they it was released here like in the early two thousands. John Robo was was it? I believe it was released by Manga Entertainment, right? Or Mangler. Well, Mangler. originally it was released by Mangler on VHS, and then right. um, they they lost the rights to it. And then I believe it was Meat Blaster slash Anime Works. Mm-hmm. They've released it on DVD. I think they still have the rights to it, but they they're they're not doing so well, so they might have let it fall out of out of uh, print. But yeah. it's still pretty easy to find, yeah. at least. Thank goodness for dirt for cheap. I've seen it go on sale on sites. First cheap is like eight dollars for the whole pack. Shoot, it's time for me to hit Amazon then. <laughs> and that's that's including even the uh, the Ginray spinoff OAV. Wow. Oh yeah, the Ginray. Yeah. Hell yes. I was like the the um the character artist for that is the same character artist for uh the Lunar RPG series as well. And um that's the one thing that caught my eye when I first saw Giant Robo. It's like I know this artwork, I know this character designs, and sure enough, the main character, the main female character in Giant Robo, looks a lot like uh. The, the main protagonist of the uh, female protagonist of the Lunar series. 
So it just it was always the thing I always I always like to always they they're connected to me in that way as silly as that is but um I, I love Giant Robo too I think it was an excellent OVA series and I would love to own it. I have, to go I have another find. one. Oh, go for it. It's not Japanese so. Uh oh, what is it's it? Megas XLR. Oh, I actually like well, what. I'm sorry. I think that would have to have been released on DVD in the first place <laughs> <laughs> to qualify for a re-release. It was released on TV. I had basic yeah, cable. Uh, if you had basic cable, you were able to buy it. Oh damn! It counts. Why do you Why do you get it? <laughs> why do you get it? It, it, it qualifies because I know a lot of people want that, but you know, it's Cartoon Network and they're dicks. So yeah, uh, and, and, and it's the same way. And I mean, I think um, you know it would be great to uh, to see it on DVD and and it, it deserves and, you know, at least it was one just, DVD release. It was just a it was just a great show because it was such an homage. To all the Japanese super robot mm-hmm. and some of the real robot shows, and and you know even some of the other uh, sci-fi stuff because you had elements of Captain Harlock in there oh, and yeah. everything like that, and it was just um, you know I, I I know with a lot of our listeners they've they've talked about that, and I know I know one of these days uh, we probably need to talk about it. It'd be very difficult because I haven't seen it in years, and I, I can't talk about what Solbro or Chris the extent of what they've seen, so it, it'd be very difficult for us to well, do. Because... One of us is going to have to hook you up, because I just watched the first episode last night. <laughs> I, I've seen and it. And that's all I, I'll I, say. I think I've seen most of it. It's just, it's like Chris said, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it got the uh, Cartoon Network shaft, and uh, which is not as bad as the Adult Swim shaft, but it's Ooh. up there. And, it's it's um, pretty bad. So... <laughs> But um. <laughs> well, to wrap to wrap me up, I'm just going to run down quick a list of titles, all from ADV. Some of which are currently on my shelf, some of which are not. Go for it. Uh, five star stories, OAV. Yes. Oh Jesus, really? Yeah. In Blu-ray, please. Yes. Uh, Gunbine. Mm. Oh, thank yeah yeah that definitely has to get re-released. Yes. Although it won't, but that, in Blu-ray. <laughs> but this is but this is Fantasyland. Oh, of course. Candyland. Of course. Blu-ray. I, I just Yasaraki. Not yes. bad. I, I I do want to sit through that whole show, and uh, that's it's tough. Yeah, but you can sit through it. Which it's it's not a perfect show. It does have its flaws, but uh, it is a good show. It's worth watching, and it's our latest series on MHQ being reviewed. Shameless plug. Oh, nice. And what else do I have here? Uh, Most Peta. Of course. Yeah. Got released by ADV finally in an uncut version, little box set, but that's fallen by the wayside. Um, Macross. Yes, always. <laughs> no, not in print right now. Ever since ADV turned into Section X or Section Nine, Section Y, or whatever the hell kind of mysterious name they have. Mm-hmm. You, you can you can find it on uh, Hulu and Netflix. I think though, it's actually uh, it, it's all on Hulu. It's uh, it's not really. It's section. on Hulu, but it's not the same as, as having it on DVD. Oh, I know. I don't think it's section anything. It's Chapter Eleven, as in bankruptcy. <laughs> oh damn it. And since we're candy landing things, I'm going to demand remastered Blu-ray, mm-hmm. including including remastered Blu-ray of Do You Remember Love? Oh, man. What, what, oh, why not the rest God. of the franchise? Let's go. Can you imagine that in a Blu-ray? <laughs> Holy crap. That's why this is like massive candy landing since, Ooh. you know, we're never going to see Daryl here, and I demand to have it on remastered Blu-ray. There you go. I'll, I'll t- I'll tell with you remastered one. TV series. I'll tell you one that I'd like from ADV, too, is, um, and I dedicate this to oh. Gen- oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Well, my, my last one on my list, I almost forgot, Die Guard. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I I I I told the myself the corporate Super Robot show. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's making it's making a rebound in Japan. It's showing up in the latest Super Robot Wars uh game, and I I know I used the sample from Diagard the last episode, um, and it got me in the mood to watch that show again. It's uh. It's it's definitely up there. It's a show I think everybody should see, especially if you love Double O and Full Metal Alchemist. It's from that same director, and if you haven't seen Sadly, it, you I, check it out. I picked it up for ten bucks as Ooh. a blind buy from Best Buy, one of the best blind buys ever. There you go. I lent it to a friend, and he lost it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, um, that's what? unfortunate. But, but then he gave me a bunch of anime that he was giving away mm-hmm. as as um, compensation. So. It wasn't all that bad of a trade-off, but I still missed Diagon, and I got to rebuy it. But that's going to cost me more than it did originally. <laughs> Damn it! I'll tell you one that I like from ADV that I um, this goes out to the general. Oh, um, because uh, you know, hate I can be- hate we can believe in is I like to see uh, Razafon done in Blu-ray, so I can hate on that shit even in Blu-ray. God damn! Screw all you! <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> Hatred. Yeah, but good. That's to you, Austin. Any uh, any other honorable mentions? I have an honorable mention. Uh, it's sci-fi, and it's it's from from Yaz, you know, the 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 master character designer, mm-hmm. and it's it's a bit of '80s cheese, but it was just so well animated, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Venus Wars. Oh yeah. Oh god, really? that is definitely him. I told it. <laughs> <laughs> That's bringing back memories. God, I haven't seen that since. Yep. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, I need to see that again. Holy crap! It was. A- I had that on VHS back in the day. Man. I think that's the first Yaz, um, anything of Yaz I was exposed to, because um, I saw that way back. That's where I first heard of Gundam, where they blow in the box, like, from one of the, uh, you know, creators of Japan's famous Gundam franchise. Oh, Something shit. Being, which you've never seen here, because nobody has released it. <laughs> but mind Venus. you, this is, like, circa 1996, so. Right. Well, um, so yeah, Venus Ward. I've, I've got two quick ones. I've got um, Robot Carnival. Which I haven't seen oh in forever. <laughs> wow, I haven't not, seen that not forever since either. Sci-fi's first Holy anime. God. Um, you, Robot Carnival. Digging in the um, crates there. Let me tell you what. And what's oh. funny? These are the next two animes I'm going to name off. They've already they just got licensed to become um, movies in America. One of them based off of really old sci-fi novel series, and one of them based off a Japanese anime, which is what I'll talk about. The first one is the anime, which is um, uh, Space Space Adventure Cobra. Which just got picked up by some big Hollywood studio to be brought into oh, a live Space action. Space Adventure version. Cobra, I love that. love that show. Space yeah. Adventure Cobra, and then the other one is Lensman. Lensman, which is based on a really, a, yeah. Lensman just got picked up. Um, Are you serious? They're going to make a movie based on the novels, but the, I remember the old anime. That's the first Lensman I was ever exposed to was the anime yeah. based on the novels, and I loved that movie. And it never got released on DVD, for, as far as I could ever tell. It was only released on video. I only ever made. saw it on when they aired it on Sci Fi Channel, but it was yeah. still pretty neat. Uh, yeah. Lensman was excellent, and um, I remember a Better friend of mine who cap. owned the videotape. And yeah, this is, what's that? <laughs> even with the eighties, better Lily Cat, right? <laughs> even with the the eighties Tron CG effects. Yeah, even with that, it yeah. was it was it was still mesmerizing to watch, and it was a treat because I had never even heard of it before seeing it on Sci Fi Robot Carnival. I heard of because I, I flipped through magazines God, and I, I hadn't seen Robot Carnival in years. I haven't seen. I saw Robot I also Carnival. saw Robot Carnival on Sci Fi. Well, yep, yeah. exactly. They, I think they those two came on the same year when they premiered. It was those two and Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, they showed those three mm-hmm. movies, and uh, that was that was mind blowing. Um, but yeah, outside of Mecca, I'd like to see Vampire Hunter D <laughs> re-released on Blu-ray too. 
<laughs> and this, this is a little and bit including of, blood loss. This is a little bit of sci-fi and vampire under yeah. since it's in the future. So it's twelve thousand years. I have one more honorable mention. Uh, another more. one on behalf of our friend Pedal Bear North, and that's uh, faster. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it's done. And man. I would like to see since since we're doing this uh, in in fantasy mode here mm-hmm. uh, to release the great OVA prequel, the very depressing OVA prequel that Jenny Ann did not right. release. Yeah. yeah. Left yeah. or right. Yep. And also the new movie that just came out, the sequel that just came out in Japan last year, late last year. Right on. Which nobody has licensed. Well, so. I, I, I have the... Um... I have the tribute of failure for mm-hmm. Jenny Ana because I actually have the whole box set of uh, Fafner, the TV show. But yeah, I, I would second that too because that is a really good show. It was excellent, man. It, it, if, if anything, um, I look at that as the premier mecha series. That, that, that was one of those shows that I series. showed, uh, that I, I, I allowed Sobro to watch, and he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know about this. <laughs> and then he, like, as soon as he watched it, it was kind of like Battlestar Galactica. It's like, oh my god, this is so amazing. The the time delay reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once I once I got to episode six, man, I was coasting. It was like, wow, this show is outstanding. I was. God, I forget about that show. We, that we got You're not going to see it again. Someone on the someone on the boards um, suggested oh. we review it, and I think we should soon. Um, I need to watch Rider right Left. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. I, I still need to watch Ryder Love, so um, I've got that. I just need to sit down and watch it. So uh, no re-release of uh, Tales of Neist- Neo Bistonwell? Or, uh, <laughs> you need a first release that, for that. Yeah. That, that was just, never released here anyway. So just wanted to make sure. I just... <laughs> no, and, and no re-release of, of Garcia's Wing. Ooh. Of uh, the, the, what, what was it, uh, Lord Garcia's and, and no re-release of Wings of Rian. Oh, of Rian. God. Oh, man, you can keep them. <laughs> Japan. Wings of explode. So. Yeah. No, no, that that can stay in in uh, licensing purgatory for all time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny though is uh, Wings of Rian. You can the subtitled volumes, the three volumes for the six episode OAV. Mm-hmm. It's in Right Stuff's bargain bin for the low, 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 low price of eighteen dollars per volume. Oh, that's still too much. I thought you were gonna say eighteen cents. Well, considering <laughs> considering they like. <laughs> If it was 18 cents, I still wouldn't buy it. Consider they debuted like at like $50 a freaking volume. Yeah, so, yeah, for the low, low price Ooh, of $18 man. per volume, it, it can be yours, that overrated piece of garbage. Uh, all I can say is um, <laughs> they didn't have me at, at 50, so they're not going to have uh. me at 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, biggest biggest pile of doo doo ever. Well, Tamino, you should be embarrassed. Hey man, he's got, he's got to eat. <laughs> I guess. But I'm, I'm I bought out. a lot of. Does anybody have any any last last thoughts on on things before we close this off? I had to dig deep in the crates and I'm, I'm out. <laughs> so I'm good. Outside of Mecca, there you know I could mm-hmm. do sci-fi. I'd like to see Dirty Pair. Oh, true. Re-released because I've always. And it's in the always, same. It's the same. I always love the Lovely Angels. It's the same universe as Crusher uh, it's the same universe. Isn't, dirty, isn't the Dirty Pair Keeper being released right now? The I original think, one? I think it? so. I think yeah, I, th- I think I read something somewhere where it is on. Um, I'll have to. It's I'll have to get on that then. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> Did not know that. Plus, um, we've been talking about Mecha and whatnot. I'll throw in. I, I have to a Gundam related one. All right. Just to, to close off the segment, and that's our, our favorite space Nazi OAV. Oh. <laughs> 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 Colonel, Colonel and that, of course, is both both of the uh, segments of the first igloo, which were part of Bandai Visual's ridiculously expensive releases, and 
have just gone into limbo and you can't find them anywhere and if you do they're ridiculously expensive for just stupid DVDs when they should rightfully be on Blu-ray here in America yes. at an affordable price for 15 bucks yes is about it's about what they're worth because um ouch <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know how big of a as many complaints as i have i want my space nazis in in, <laughs> in nice blu-ray quality oh you're going to put completionist you want to so, see I mean... uh, you want to see uh hair colonel there uh you know grabbing his uh his leather gloves <laughs> yeah i want to see him crinking his leather glove in, in 1080p quality Try, trying to bug out because he's a big pussy and uh, Monique saying, uh, you, "You need to stay there, dude. <laughs> you yeah. talk, you talk and, a good game, but you, uh, you need to, you need to stay there." And, and I want to see Lieutenant Tic Tac flatten all of those Dakus with his awesome Daku tank thing. The gun, and and, and, uh, and and crazy lady in the gun tank. <laughs> the gun pharmacist is back in business. <laughs> so yeah, give me, give me Igloo. Throw in Igloo too on Blu-ray as well, and uh, I'll, I'll be happy with my CG space Nazis nice. and crazy people and drug addicts. Nice home run at the end. Beautiful. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I, I'm a pinch hitter, so. Anyway, we're going to be exiting Fantasyland now and going back to reality, so for all those hopers and dreamers whose dreams that we frequently dash, we hope that, that you enjoyed the uh, detour we took into your reality because we won't be doing it again for a long time. Oh. And I'm kidding, by the way. Oh, well, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Please don't take it as, as hatred or attack or whatever. So with that, we'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. <laughs> Let us do no such goddamn thing. If you're into sports, working out, or just need a new pair of shoes, and you're a proud listener of Gundam at MAHQ, well, we got the thing for you. If you go to Gundam.net, you can click on the Champs banner and receive 10% off a $50 or more purchase by entering the code AFMAHQCH or 15% off of a $75 or more purchase using the code AFGUNDCH. If you're a fan of the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college sports, or even stuff like Major League Soccer and a lot of your uh, premiership soccer jerseys, definitely go to champsports.com for all those needs. And also visit them because they have some great deals on footwear and other products. We, the hosts of Gundam at MHQ, visit champsports.com for all of our footwear and sporting good needs. You should, too. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast. www.ssapodcast.com 
the Ass Backwards Enemy Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. Boy, it's lucky you had these compartments. Use them for smuggling. I never thought I'd be smuggling myself in them. This is ridiculous. Even if I could take off, I'd never get past the tractor beam. Leave that to me. Goddamn fool, I knew that you were gonna say that. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? This segment of Gundam at MHQ is sponsored by Champ Sports. All right, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Gundam at MHQ. Uh, this is one of your hosts, Neo, and along with uh, Chris and Solbro here, we're going to be doing our next topic, which is um, long away to actually review of something that we've uh, talked about ad nauseum, I think, in either uh, 2009 and 2010, and that's um, the Macross, the first Macross Frontier movie which is uh, subtitled The False Songstress. And um, in reality, when it comes to the actual what happens within this show, I'm not going to, or this movie, I'm not going to go too much about, you know, what's going on because uh, I guess in the uh, in the ways of Daryl, this is kind of a retelling of what actually happened right. uh, with the show. Um, it's one of these things where we go roughly about episode seven or eight of the actual Macross Frontier uh, series and um, you know from that point there's just a lot of differences I mean from jump and um, a lot of it being uh, story driven a lot of it being even the treatment of the characters and some of it also being a lot of the laying down of the, uh, the you know chain of events that we had seen in the show so uh, there's a lot of things that are actually very you know, noticeable that we noticed in the in the uh, actual TV series, uh, but in this one, um, you know that in the end they, they do do it in a little different way. So, um, like we always say when it comes to things like this, there are going to be massive spoilers. So, uh, <laughs> I do not want to see any uh, any lawsuits from people saying that we re- uh, we reduce their enjoyment of Macross Frontier movie. By uh, spoiling this stuff, because uh, if you're if you're downloading this, you have the ability to fast forward. So I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now, fast forward, because uh, the three of us are going to spoil the absolute crap out of this. So um, I guess we'll, I'll put this over to Chris first. Um, some of his thoughts, some of the things that he thought was um, great about this, some of the things he liked about uh, the changes from the original show to the uh, to the actual movie. And, um, you know, everything in between. So, uh, Senior Chris. Well, you know, you mentioned that it roughly covers the first seven episodes of the TV series. And while it does, it's not an exact comparison because as anyone who watches this movie sees, the way they get to that point is so different from how things happen in the TV show. So, one of the noticeable differences is that at the very beginning of the movie, 
Alto and Ranka are already friends. Yes. They do not meet the way that they do in the TV show. They already know each other for some presumably long length of time, and you can see from the get-go that she's got the hots for him. But that, of course, he's oblivious to it. Of course. (laughs) We call him Domokashu Part (laughs) 2. The introduction of Cheryl is different, Mm -hmm. although it kind of starts in the same way of coming over on the spaceship and yada yada, but there's you know, this whole practice session where her and Alto are sparring with each other and, you know, the whole concert is totally different with, you know, these things like Clockwork Mecca and, uh, you know, a, a brief sort of run-through of all of the famous singers of the past like uh, Firebomber and Lynn mm-hmm. May and, as the Blu-ray says, Shallon Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Which was actually pretty cool, except for the uh, Sean Apple. <laughs> I gotta say, you know, this is like a, a, a call out to Japan, not just the satellite, but to the entire anime industry. Mm-hmm. Um, English is not Sanskrit. Yeah. It is not some inscrutable dead language. Given how many gaijin you have living over there, is it so hard to hire an English consultant who just reads, like, your English occurrences in the script and tells you, no, that's not the way you spell that. <laughs> it wouldn't be too much trouble. And, and it's funny because there's other instances in the movie where English is presented perfectly uh, and yeah. spoken. So, um, you know, that was just a that's like the one glaring thing that I noticed in the movie, yeah. too. When you when you brought that up, it's like, how, how can you misspell her name? There's been albums printed in Japan where it perfectly says Sharon Apple, like when Macross, the Macross Plus album. So and that's, yep. just, that's just a mistake. But but still, that's that's a big mistake. And they let it even slip through all the way to the Blu-ray. God yeah. dang. <laughs> so seriously, Japan, hire, hire Gaijin consultants. It's really not something that's that hard to do. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's all very different. Um, the Interestingly, one of the differences is that at the beginning, also ends up rescuing both Ranka and Cheryl yes. during the first Vajra attack. Mm-hmm. And they change things around and have it that Ozma gets injured during that first Vajra attack to speed things up a bit. Right. Um, that, oh, whole, that whole first date between Alto and Cheryl is completely different, including uh, a massive Segway trip, which makes me wonder if, if Segway was like some kind of a sponsor of this movie. Yeah. Space Segways of the future. Off road Segways, man. I never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, off, off-road segways. And then, and then, uh, it's ironic that one of them almost fell off a cliff thanks yeah. to the segway. Uh, 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 sadly, like the uh, creator of the segway. Oh uh, well, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I think it's, then, it's made before that happened, though. But <laughs> probably you've got um, this whole subplot of Cheryl being suspected of being a spy for the Macross Galaxy, mm-hmm. which leads to a confrontation against her and she hires the Macross Quarter to go rescue Galaxy, which then leads to a whole bunch of things happening. She has her Goodbye Frontier concert, which is totally different from the one in the TV show. It's like on some weird like ship out in the lake. And then Ranka singing attracts the Vajra back to the frontier, and they attack, so you've got SMS coming back from Galaxy, in the middle of this firefight in Frontier, and you even have Battle Frontier showing up and blowing things up, and some giant new Vajra battleship that when it goes down, it's stock footage of the Macross galaxy being attacked <laughs> when they do the uh, the Macross punch on it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the old Dayless maneuver. <laughs> so overall, I'd say it's um, it's it's a solid movie. It stands on its own, and it's interesting in that it's kind of like Daryl and kind of not because yeah. mm-hmm. it's very different in some ways, and it does use footage from the TV show in the exact same way as it was used before, but then in other times in new ways. Yes. Whereas, of course, Daryl changed a lot of things around and completely new. Basically, didn't reuse anything from that TV show for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. So it's very interesting as a hybrid that keeps some things the same, changes some other things, and then adds a bunch of new stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's definitely one of these things where if you want to watch the series and you and you think that watching the movie is going to give you the idea or the story behind what they did in the series so far what we saw mm-hmm. you're still gonna have to watch the series and if you just want something that's gonna be a little bit more high energy and a little more fast-paced and um you know to me for somebody that you know i enjoyed the uh, i enjoyed the television series but i also enjoy the movie um one of the biggest things is uh lesser ronka um you know <laughs> And her busty fan service friend is eliminated completely. Yeah, her busty fan service. But I, I also like the fact that fan service with Cheryl is enhanced. Yeah. Uh, you know. You can never go wrong with Cheryl fan service. I think uh, Cheryl must have visited the uh, same uh, doctor that saw the girls from Kogias. <laughs> because I, I, never, I never remember her being as busty as she was. Oh, she was a... And... Um, you know, like you said, the whole thing with the cl- uh, the concerts with um, kind of robot watch mecca and, and then all of her just, you know, the show- black bunny, black bunny pseudo, pseudo lesbianic vampire. Yes. Does it count as, as being a lesbian if you're like fucking the like biting the neck of like uh, a, like a hologram? If a hologram of you is biting you. Yeah, that was that, that was. And you, and you hear the chomp. That was. <laughs> yeah, that, is that. That's what made it very funny. Does that count as gay? Or is that really just an elaborate form of masturbation? Cheryl just knows herself very well. She swings both ways when it comes to herself. (laughs) And, you know, the other thing I like about this, uh, like about the movie is, so far in this point, uh, Alto is not as much of a pussy as he was in in the actual first show. Um, You know, he's still kind of a... He's still kind of that clueless Japanese guy who's like, oh, whoa, I can't believe a girl's like actually throwing herself at me. What would I do if a hot chick's throwing herself at me? Um, he's not as annoying. Um, and like I, you know, like I also said, I didn't want to throw a rock out the airlock. I didn't want to <laughs> BSG her. Um, but, um, you know, the liberties that they took are, are pretty nice. It's, it's nice to see that... Uh, Grace was an evil bastard or an evil bitch from the beginning uh, because... Time for the conspiracy. Yeah, there there was no, like, oh, all this crap. And you knew she was evil as soon as she's walking around Brera all naked. It's like, like, oh, she's the evil chick, huh? All I had to say was... You're so evil, you don't care about if anyone sees you naked. All I had to say was amazing grace. You know, it's funny that a a lot of Western fans were... Were bothered by that uh, that great shower scene what? and and the fan service ah it stuck up Puritans and I would say look wow. this is Macross you're talking about you're complaining Dude, about fan service that's what I'm saying it's like man if if you must have not been watching Macross for a long time because 
fan service was the order of the day in the original series. So man, I was I was expecting it in at least a movie. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I was glad to see it. it. To me, Grace is like uh, an evil major Kisaragi. <laughs> it's just like an evil, kind of in a way. Yeah, yeah kind of in a way because she's got like she's so cyber cybernized that um you know cyberized that you know she's she's just gives me that impression and you know I've Except seen Grace doesn't have some uh, big guy with fake eyes <laughs> fawning over every time. <laughs> Makoto, a bear is a bit of the six million dollar man himself, but <laughs> he's, he's he's not as pathetic as Bato. No, no, he's not. He's, a, he's, not, a, he's not an angry teddy bear like Bato Aww. is. <laughs> <laughs> my god but go ahead sir no it's just i mean it's um i mean what else do you want from that cross movie you know you're gonna get every song mm -hmm. and, it, and a bunch of new songs and you're gonna get a bunch of new songs <laughs> and, and old songs done in a new way and um you know it, it was just i don't know it, you know for a two-hour film you're sitting there watching it it's like, you know what, I've seen this before, but not really in this way. I don't really care. Um, okay, there's somewhat of a story going on here. Um, yeah, I know this guy's supposed to be evil because you, you don't have to worry about the whole creepiness of uh, Leon, oh, like tonguing Kathy. And, Ooh. you know, it's, it's like all the things that, like, really kind of just put me off in the whole show i don't have to deal with in this show yeah the in, darkness in the movie the darkness of the show the, the the show was a lot darker than this movie was well i don't know though because you don't think i so? think i think the movie's as equally as dark really? but it's just it's just not thrown up in your face as much with those subplots the subplots of like like you were saying the subplots of you know what grace had going on and leon's coup yeah but you, but you gotta you gotta understand though, they still show in the movie they still show the devastation yeah, and, and that's and, been and shown death. throughout the first Vajra attack. I the mean, jarring you, scene to me. You is don't. When you don't have the. Uh, you don't have the comic book reconstruction of the city. Yeah, like you have. Um, I, I can't really t remember too much in the show about that being a problem, but you know, it it was very evident after the first Vajra attack that you see that, you know, the fleet has been has been devastated. Yeah, and there's been issues going on there. And I mean, I mean, one of the one of the things that we. You know, I think it was in the later episodes of the television shows you saw that, you know, things deteriorated. But in this point, we're seeing that there's buildings all screwed up and, and all these things. And I don't know. It, I think they're equally dark, but they're dark in a different way. I mean, I think the show did it in an aspect where it was more of the conventional way. We're just mm -hmm. going to show you death and destruction every episode. Plus the movie story isn't over yet because we got another one yeah. coming. So there's, yeah. plenty, there's plenty of room for, for the, for the deep shit to start yeah, exactly. unfolding. So yeah, this, this would be the, to me, to me, it was a little bit lighter on, on that side, but any, anything else? I, th I think it's because of the, uh, the fifth, the, the rapid fire of pop songs, <laughs> especially towards the final battle. I mean, um, I think we had three three separate three separate songs going on during that final battle. Yeah, I think we yeah, I think we had a, a good a good yeah. There was uh, the song that opened up the concert, and then they were showing yeah. um the fighting away over when they were trying to save the um the uh, the galaxy um, refugees, and then um there was another song when uh, they folded over, and then there was the final song that closed out the movie. So yeah, yeah, it was uh, and before the credits, of course. But um, I, I'd have to say song. um. Alto doesn't annoy me as much as he did in the show at this point because he, he seems to be a little more, more decisive than he was. Uh, not the typical uh, Japanese pussy that we always see. 
Right. Um, well, he, he goes into some more depth depth about why it is that he didn't want to be yeah. an actor. Because in the TV series, you know, even though he keeps saying, oh, I want to fly, I want to fly, you kind of get in the back of your head, given his uh, interactions with his, um, his stepbrother of a sort, that mm-hmm. he just is angry at his dad and is doing this rebel against his dad. Yeah, yeah. But here he talks about how, you know, uh, since he became an actor at a young age and that was drilled into him that he did so many different roles, he lost all sense of himself and he was scared of that because he had no idea who he was. Yep. Which makes a lot more sense. And, um, you know, and it's, I don't know, you get that and it's like, okay, I can understand the way he is then. You know, he because he, he's definitely different than, you know, a lot of the other pilots. And he finally I, let that wall down. He finally, yeah. he finally, you know, the fact that he was actually telling Ronka this on the trolley was an important scene to me because um, it made him more human and relatable. And when when he went into, in his own words, with with this whole struggle with his own identity crisis and the fact that his father set a path for him that he wanted to rebel against because, you know, he, he wanted he wanted to def- to find his own way in life, you know, you finally got to get to know the guy and why he's so distant and why, and why he had, yeah. puts up all these these shields and and why he's so damn aloof is because of the fact that you know he's 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 trying to still find himself. And it also I, gave a little bit more depth to his friendship with her because in the TV series, for the most part, mm-hmm. where it just came across as you know they meet and you know she's got a thing for this uh, uber pretty boy. Yeah, yeah. But you, feel much of a friendship come like a mutual friendship from both of them in the TV show for them for them to have a history for them to actually have a history before the movie starts I think makes all the difference in the world and also and allows me to feel more for Ronka and her and her attraction to, to Alto because we don't know how long they've known each other they might have known each other for for many years she might have known him back when he was acting in the movie universe as opposed to the TV show where you it's clear that they just met so um, well it, it's it's pretty much insinuated that they do know. I mean, you, you get you get the feeling in the movie that he's kind of well known for being what he was. Yeah, and um, yeah, that brings a great segue. Is like um, it, it's you know it's been no um, I, I've hid from no one my disdain for Ronka, <laughs> and um, which which people have mistaken to mean that all of us do which? because your 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 hate is enough. That of three people, they assume that all could come from all of us when it's really just the source is you. The thoughts, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I've always stated that she's just a useless, you know, piece of crap that uh, they really brought nothing to, and I got tired of her whining. Now, <laughs> I don't feel as strongly about that. I still think she sucks, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, she doesn't is suck this, as much this- in this one. Is this Neil or the general? <laughs> You're laying down some general level hatred there. No, I'm just saying it's you know I, she completely annoyed me in the in the television show. Uh, my annoyance is down a third in this one. She still annoys the crap out of me, um, but you know that's actually uh, it's counterbalanced by the fact that uh, Alto is not as much of a dunderhead as he was in, this, in, in the. Uh, in the television show, and and the fact that we get to see a little bit, even though a lot of people think that uh, Cheryl's not focused as much as she was in the show, mm-hmm. I feel that what she says actually is more powerful in the movie than what she did in the show. If you if you look at the 
at this point of the show to the movie, I, I think you see a lot more human side of her, and, and you can see. Well, definitely, it shows up in yeah. uh, the extended segue date with Alf. And one thing we haven't mentioned yet is that this movie, which runs about two hours, unlike a lot of uh, you know mecha feature films and even compilation films of a sort, mm-hmm. this movie doesn't really have that much action in it. No, you've no, got, it doesn't. You've got the opening Vajra attack, you know, that runs through like the first two episodes of the show, and then you've got the rescue of Galaxy slash get back to the frontier, which is a pretty extended battle that runs a long time. Mm-hmm. But then in the middle, you've got a lot of character development focusing mainly on Alto and Cheryl. And the interesting thing is, despite that slowdown in the pace, it's very obvious. It never feels like the movie's dragging. No, it doesn't. Oh, not at all. Yeah, you, because cause you actually get to see a little bit more of why Cheryl's the way she is. And right. I think... I think in the movie, I think in the television show, sometimes she kind of, especially in the early parts, she comes up as kind of a cold bitch. Who, Cheryl? Yeah. And I, 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 I think well, in this point, she had. I mean, it's, it's obvious she has to have a shield up because she's a celebrity, right? So you know, people yeah, try to get in, to her. And um, in the ahead. broadcast version of the first episode, mm-hmm. she was like really bitchy, like, yeah. "What are these dumb? What are these kids doing here? I said I didn't want any kids backstage." Yeah, we're not we're not talking about the, the culture of Super Saiyan 4.0, Super you know. Samoan version. Super let, Samoan. Let, let, let's do this like Ava type of episode, <laughs> um, you know, just to get the mindless sheep to buy more 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 units. Nice. More units, more units times dollars equals happiness for us as executives. Um, but yeah, I, I think you get to see a little bit more of. She seem you you can see more of her, I guess, human side. When it really comes to, you can you you get the gist of why she does what she does, mm-hmm. why she is what she is, and it you know, expresses more this this whole thing yeah. of her attraction to Alto because of the fact that he doesn't give a crap that she's this uber famous person. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't even and, he didn't realize how famous she was, and so they went on that date on yeah. date on the town, and it's like, oh my god, I. And she's know. like everywhere, like like <laughs> popping up in virtual displays and on billboards, and you know, on on the. Uh, <laughs> the side of the, the the cable cars with delicious rice king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rice king. I saw that. I mean, freaking half naked on on all these on these bright uh, on these um cable cars and uh and billboards and whatnot. And um, yeah, it just it just goes to show how aloof the man is. <laughs> he only, he only pays attention to the. Well, I don't I don't know if he's necessarily aloof in that aspect. I, I think it. He's I think just it... not. He, I guess his his taste in pop culture just don't uh, match. The average person. I mean, she's. Pre- I, she's- I, I think. I think that's mm-hmm. part of it, but I also think that you got to remember. Yeah. Here's a guy that was. He's very well known in his, his art that he was yeah. doing. So it, it's one of these things where. Yeah. They're kind of kindred spirits in that whole aspect. That like, is true, but I mean, I mean, she- she's more of an international or interplanetary yeah. superstar. Yeah. But she knows that, like, he yeah. understands, you know, and yeah. they reference that in the TV show. He knows what it's like to to play a part, and he knows the yeah. pressures of the yeah. stage and exactly. what the stage demands. I just find it I find it amazing that she's practically Space Lady Gaga, and he. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but you know, hey, you yeah. you can in today's society, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, be pretty oblivious of uber well-known people like Lady Gaga and Katy Perry and whoever the hell, and not yeah. know who the heck they are. That's yeah. true. 
That's true. You know, it's possible to be completely, you know, there, there's just so much media out there and there's so many ways to consume media that uh, you can live in a closed-off little world completely uh, free of certain people. And, and you got to remember, on her aspect, too, is like you're always going to have a defense up when somebody, when you meet somebody, they're always going to want to meet the person they see on the stage or something like that. And that was the always person the, they expect you to be, not the yeah. person who you are. And that was always the first thing that Alto did. Alto was like, look, I don't know who the hell you are, but yeah. you act like a complete bitch or whatever. <laughs> and I mean, she... As as hurtful as that was, she respected that. Yeah. I mean, she didn't want to. She didn't want to hang out with a fan. She wanted to hang out with a friend. Right, and, and that that made all the difference in the world. Or a pretty boy. Or a pretty a pretty friend. <laughs> yeah, especially when he let his hair down and he's in his uh his thing. Oh. And he's like looking at. He's like trying to be tough in the mirror. He's like, I'm gonna let my hair down. Try to be oh, tough when he was in tapping into his inner Cheryl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put her earring in my ear. Oh my god! I've got. Yeah, a, you know, I'm gonna, I'm mm-hmm. gonna see her as a little dirty street urchin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Street. Or yeah, you know, or warfin, as the general would say. As 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 we're talking about the first movie, of course, the second movie theaters in Japan this month, so we don't yeah. know yet the spoilers of what kind of stuff happens, but there's a lot of speculation mm-hmm. that they're going to be going towards a definitive conclusion to the love triangle. Mm-hmm. They're going to have him pick somebody by the end of the second movie, and I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, I think it's certainly worth worthy of note that in this first movie, he spends a lot more time with Cheryl than he does with Ronka. Yeah. And of course, that could completely flip around in the second movie because it could depart so much from the TV show, like say the second Evangelion movie, that things go in a totally unforeseen direction. All, all I know is I saw two brides in that promo. They, they might they might pull some big love shit in the final. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, but, he, um, he's marrying Bobby. Uh, what's that? He's marrying Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> no, I'm just saying he marries both of them. I, I, he he can't be that pimp. <laughs> he no, he's not cool enough for that. Oh damn it! I'm just kidding. But um, I I got some. But the shippers. The shippers will argue it uh, between here and eternity, though. Regardless of the outcome, people are going to either be happy with it or angry about it, depending on which which relationship they're shipping. <laughs> in, the, in the end, someone's going to be unhappy. <laughs> and, and, of course, I vote for Team Cheryl, so that's Team obvious. Cheryl. Damn, I'm, I'm kind of torn, because when I watched the movie... Of course, because um, you're, like, freaking Canada. I, I, I'm like, so, Sobro can never just be decisive about anything. No, stop, no, 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 no. Stop being useless. Stop being Switzerland. Yeah, let me, let me get my this side, but yeah, you know, damn it. This side I could also see too. I don't know in, what to in, do. In, in the TV show, I was definitely pro Cheryl. We're not talking I, about TV show. Well, okay, I'm We're talking just, about I'm, the movie. I'm, I'm giving a basis comparison, but I was more pro Cheryl because I think that her and Alto shared more sincere moments together in the TV show than in. This you movie, where movie? I did watch the movie, and in this movie, <laughs> you, okay, what do you call? Didn't what do you see call that the, they had a deeper connection well, in the movie. No, they, wait, her, him, wait. and Walker had a deep connection too. The whole scene on the trolley spelled it out for me. When oh, she, the scene up, man, come on! <laughs> I'll, I'll show you a deep connection. Oh, the scene. Well, one, one, he didn't, one, because he sat there and he, 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 he talked a few things, and she's like, he didn't. All of a sudden, soul. she had her head on his shoulder. Are, are you retarded? Well, I'm not retarded. Look, 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 let me finish Why? what I got yeah. to say, damn it. <laughs> shut up, shut up. Answer the question. I'm going to cut off your mic. Come shut on. up, shut up. Answer the question. This is how I look at it. Her I'll tell Cheryl, come on. <laughs> come on, shut up. All right. Cut off his mic. 
<laughs> also did not bear his soul to her to, to Cheryl in this movie like he did with all, with Ronka because Ronka you know straight up told him it's like you are my you are my foundation you're the guy that yeah, pushes but, me to be better yeah but and, he spent and, a whole and, friggin day with but, her but so yeah. broke yeah. you're comparing the entire TV show uh-huh. to, one, to one of two movies yeah okay, exactly okay. well okay let, let's let's keep it in the yeah. confines of the movie. Um, what I saw in the what I saw in the movie, I, I saw that not only did Alto share, you know, um, special time with Cheryl, but he also spared, shared, uh, although special less. Time? Although Which movie <laughs> were you watching? I didn't see any special time. I, I must have I must have watched the hentai. <laughs> but no, um, he also spent a a, a decent amount of time with uh, with uh, Ronka, although both their lives got pretty busy as he joined the PMC and she, as she started to get more and more famous with her all the work she was doing. They still had a, a very including kind of selling disgusting nacho. Oh, that was the worst. She got covered in that garbage. Ew, ew. And let me tell you, as someone who has had the displeasure of eating nacho, yeah, it ew. It was one of the nastiest things I've ever had in my life. Dude, I can't. I, I always heard how bad it smells, and when I saw her get covered in that, it's like, oh my god, Ronka, you. Uh, ugh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? And I say this in all seriousness. Yeah. When it comes to like goo that you want to get covered in, yeah. you're probably better off getting covered by a tentacle monster's goo than than you are by nacho. It'll probably <laughs> Freaking disgusting. And it, yeah, it was that was a it was a humorous scene, but also I felt really bad for Ronga. But it showed how much she, how low she had to start on the pole to um to. to hey, you gotta you gotta take your licks. You got starting to, at the bottom of the ladder. You got to grind. You got to you got to put in work. Uh, pay your dues, as they say. And she, it, you could definitely see the progression of that as they had that musical montage between her and um, Alto's uh, Alto's uh, boot camp training. But um, you know, they had that heart to heart on the on the. I keep bringing it up, but I thought it was a very important scene to me because Alto finally buried his soul, something that he didn't really do that well in the TV show. To Ronka of all people about why he's so distant and why he's doing what he's doing. And he didn't share himself like that with anybody else. And I thought that was really important, especially with their development. I think he's one type of person with one of the girls while he's different with the other. And I think Cheryl pushes him to be more of a man while all t- uh, well, um, Ronka pushes him to just, you know, be more to, to, to follow his dreams, just like she's doing. And um, Follow her dreams? You're more of a pussy. <laughs> well, because you know, the- she's more demure and she's more... Um, She's she's more of a. Uh, Just a minute, you're clearly on Team Moy, Blob. I I'm, I, Cause, I, cause I Blob, right now I am sixty percent. I, I, I don't know about this. I am sixty percent in the, the movie. Same movie. Yeah. And when the girl says to me, "Uh huh, you need to save our fleet." Right. That's my earring. Mm-hmm. Give it back to me when you come back. Right. That's a lot. That's a lot deeper than um. I'm I'm gonna tell you why I didn't be, continue being a girl actor. In a freaking trolley car. <laughs> because if you say so. If she, you say she's so, got I, a lot more trust in you. I just think that in a lot of ways, Cheryl, you know, is still trying to feel Alto out while Ronka knows him in a much more intimate manner. I, I honestly, that's my impression, and that's where I come from, and I know it's silly, and it's different from what you guys don't are looking at, but... Is, is, that, is, that, is, is that a guaranteed impression? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. It, it's my own damn impression, goddammit. <laughs> You're not making any guarantees anymore? Uh, I won't make any You're guarantees. Afraid of I, I, three I haven't seen around. the next movie yet, so... <laughs> I don't know how it's going to play out or how, how well their, their relationships are going to grow. I, I, I but, think they're making a lot of assumptions on their impressions hey, man, on, their, on their relationships based on not seeing the next movie. But um, uh, other than other than Ronka, my other, my other things about the movie, um, I wrote a couple notes down. I'll just grace through them real quick. Um, I loved seeing the booby phone. 
as um as uh, yeah. what's when, <laughs> how that Best fish, one ever. Woo! That fish just came out of those breasts. <laughs> Is that a really, fish? Clearly the best place to stick a squirmy fish bone is right in between your very large boobs. And yeah, you, but it, you see the that, sweat that, sparkles? That looks like Laurent's And put it on vibrate. Put it looks like Laurent's fish. Laurent's fish? Are we having a cross-universe? Cross a, a, a dimensional th- rift here? I know. <laughs> it kind of did look like Laurent's fish. Because I, I know people were bitching about the Double O movie being mm-hmm. more... If I want to see aliens, I'll also watch Macross. And it's like... <laughs> You know, it's like, as Macross is giving us Laurent's fish. Hey, maybe she's a fan of Turn A Gundam. It would have been funny. <laughs> well, hey, it would have been funny if, if you would have seen uh, she you looks know, like, um, Cheryl and uh, Alta walking down the street and you see some uh, black guy with white hair running running down the street streaking with a fish between his legs. <laughs> well, and if you're watching Macross, now you can watch Gundam because you got, you know, the main character getting a special armor pack. Yeah, that's true. For his that's robot. He gets yeah. the, uh, the tornado pack. See, exactly. there you go. Be exclusive. Damn right. Look at that. Look at that. Which kind of looks like something rather gun to me, that armor pack. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. That was that was kind of cool to see that, and um, it, it, it kind of gave me that impression as well. Man. But yeah, the, the booby phone was on point. Um, I got It took 30 years from the, to, to start cross, to start stealing from each other, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to say that uh, SMS, I'm convinced, is the first non-evil PMC depicted ever in, um, in science fiction. Or any kind of show. Oh, they're, they're not Blackfoot or whatever. <laughs> they're not Bla- Blackwater Black or um, the numerous ones that showed up in 24 or any other shows. They're the first non-evil PMC, man. And they take plastic. <laughs> they, what, no, there was, there's, there's another PMC that's not evil mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. And that's uh, the, the PMC from Viper's Creed. Oh, yeah. shoot. I've never seen that. but um, it's Great, enough- obscure, transforming motorcycle show. Nice. A few years ago. Hey man, you saw it. That, that's that's that, that's that's uh, I have to I have to see what that's about. Um, the Vega Black Card. Don't leave Earth without it. And Cheryl gave uh, gave um hers to uh my man. Yeah, apparently uh, you can you can hire uh if you're if you're a uh, if you're a popular singer you can hire Private Army. So maybe uh maybe Katy Perry can hire uh Blackwater to go like take care of some like African rebellion for her. Hey, hey, 120 it was, it was, on tour. It was mm-hmm. funny how uh, how Cheryl just laughed. It was like they they like said the price. She was like, ah, oh, let me just give <laughs> me my, like, my black my my space Amex, my black <laughs> space Amex. He's like, here, and if that's not enough, you can have the royalties for my next album. My next album, which is certain to sell out. <laughs> which which obviously doesn't even exist yet. So that's that's certainly some some supreme confidence. Damn. That woman, she knows what she's doing, though. And uh, yeah, for her to hire an army for uh, just 120 million credits, that's 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 relatively cheap for uh, to, well, to do what she wanted. Do you know the exchange rate? I don't, I don't, yeah, but yeah. I would expect billions. You don't know what that is. <laughs> it, 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 it could be 120 million dollars. How, how do you, million yeah? How do you exchange uh, 2011 U.S. dollars with 2059 uh, <laughs> Macross space money? Because you got to remember, if you're using a time value of money, our money now is worth more than what they're using in the future so mm-hmm. could, that could only be like that could be twelve thousand dollars for all we know <laughs> damn that's cheap man. <laughs> well um what else um i noticed that a kathy glass didn't show up in the movie until like a third through it so it's like 40 minutes in she finally shows up um although well, it's also know, because um you know her her penis haircut boyfriend oh yeah also has a smaller role in the movie as does 
the UN Spacey people. He does. And uh, it was good to see. It was good to see Leon in this permtastic self. I mean, he's all—he was a bit of a wallflower in the movie, but he's still just as creepy, creepy looking. So, um, and and Grace seemed more sinister earlier on, as opposed in the TV show where you just questioned what her, what her um, motives were at the beginning. But in the in the movie, she seems more sinister. But it does. She doesn't pan out to be that sinister of a character as the movie progresses. But we don't know what the second movie is going to bring, so that might be. Really? To be continued type stuff. What uh, what movie are we watching? I'm just she saying, see, she seemed pretty sinister from the <laughs> from the TV in the TV show. <laughs> really? She I and I didn't know what she was about until like you know halfway through the show where she started you know popping Dude, off. She walked. She did a she did a a, a conference call. Yeah. In the shower, talking about evil <laughs> no, shit. No, I'm saying in the movie uh, she's more sinister. With early robot on. dude. Yeah. With robot uh with Ronka brother <laughs> sitting there watching her yeah he's talking about the tv show yeah yeah well what i'm saying is what i'm saying in the movie she seemed more sinister earlier on right as opposed to the tv show course, where she yeah. wasn't um where you didn't know what her motives were at that point in time so you know it's it's pretty obvious that she's damn suspect in in the, in the movie so uh, it, it, i was glad to see that um what else uh yeah they gave her a second name in this one too I don't remember that. I don't remember yeah, her she's a name captain. getting called out in the. I don't uh, recall that either. Yeah. yeah. Still the same first name, but uh, her that last name was definitely different. Um, let's see. Cheryl. I think it was also interesting the musical connection where um, we discovered in that one scene in the park that Cheryl knows Imo. Imo. Yeah. Mm. And was wondering how it is that Ronka knew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that kind of um, ties in close together. Or maybe it was just an excuse to have her sing. The version that they had um, her singing voice do for one of the albums, yeah, because it already existed. I don't know. I, I I couldn't remember in the TV show if um Cheryl also knew IMO or if she um she didn't, but she, did it was, she didn't know it. Yeah, so it was that was that was a nice change then. If anything, um, the Grace fan service was awesome. Um, there was only one battle in the first hour of the movie. Which uh, Chris had brought up. There's really only in the first act and the last act you get fights. In the second act, they had so much ground to cover that you really couldn't get that. But it didn't seem slow. It didn't seem slow at all. There was so much going on that um, the pacing was just really well done. Especially since it's a two-hour movie. Most anime movies are like an hour and 30 minutes. And with this movie and the previous movie that we reviewed, the Gundam Double O movie, it's amazing to see that both those movies are pushing two hours. And hopefully that's a that's a trend that'll keep up in uh, anime two hours movies. Suck. What's that? Two hours of suck, huh? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's the troll in me. Two oh, hours of suck. Well, you heard you heard it here from Neo. <laughs> but um, I, I to me, I, uh, getting back to uh, my impression of Cheryl and Alto, I guess to me it seemed more like Cheryl had a passing fancy in Alto, but it was growing into something much more. Um, I just I seem to see more sincerity in the scenes between her, her um, not uh, Ronka and Alto as opposed to uh. Cheryl and uh, Cheryl and um, Alto, but I know that'll grow into something more. Um, You're just fantasizing, you dirty shipper. Rah. I know I'm a filthy shipper. And uh, uh, note no, no, no to all listeners: mm-hmm. Sobro has been wrong before, <laughs> and he will be wrong in the future. Um, I, I was sad to see there wasn't a lot of uh, on-screen this time. Is, this is the man that predicted. Oh, Saji Crossroad will play such a great role. Thank you. Uh, by the, by the end of Double O. <laughs> He'll be there side by side with Setsna. Nice. Protecting the universe. Maybe one of these years. By, by throwing chairs <laughs> at, at throwing creepy chairs. zombies. <laughs> throwing folded chairs at, at T-1000s. <laughs> um, 
uh, other than that, um, it was it was sad to not see much time spent between the relationship on uh, with uh, with Michael and uh, Clan Clan Clan. But um, yeah, yeah, not much. And that that that's gonna bring me. I hate to interrupt, Soul Bro. Go ahead, go ahead. My only BS flag of the whole entire movie. Mm -hmm. They made it look like uh, Michael sitting there sniping on top of the uh, the fake uh, Golden Gate. And he gets uh, basically hit with a thing, you know, gets hit with the energy weapon or whatever. Yeah. Make it look like his ass got blown up. <laughs> and uh, they got, uh, at the end of the battle, old Clam Clam running over to, like, this... The rubble? Disemboweled, like, the rubble Valkyrie. of the, Val the Valkyrie that's there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, man, you know, because we know in the, in the TV show he gets killed. Right. But he gets killed in an entirely in different, a different way. way. And then it's like, as soon as, like, she's sitting there crying and bawling. She's in her, you know, she's not in her Moe self, you know, because she's the only uh, Mentrotti that, you know, goes from, uh, you know, a standard woman as a Mentrotti to uh, a little baby as, uh, you know, when she goes <laughs> a into Moe human blood. size outside of every other. It completely defies all the rules of Macross I've ever seen, but that's a different right. story. Um, but, um you know, and all of a sudden we see this guy hanging upside down on one of the main posts of the Golden Gate, mm -hmm. and he's, he's like, like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "Hey, I just got <laughs> I just got the visor of my my mask broken, and uh, I'm good though, even though it looked like I got completely blown to shit." And uh, I was like, uh, "That's when I had to stop the film and and throw the uh, the NFL referee yellow flag." <laughs> I was like, "Foul." <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. Nice. I'm like, you went all this way not being stupid, and then you're going to do something like this. Because they made it they made it where it was like, oh, my God, he got blown up. And you, and you, and you, he got blown up already. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, really? He's going to be hanging upside down where the rest of his freaking Valkyrie's on the ground? That, that, that was, that's totally yeah, luck. Yeah, BS flag. That's, that's, Sorry. That's, some, that's some Patrick Colasar type shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes you wonder. You know, was that? I, I see this being two two ways. Yeah. One, that's just to lure you into a false sense of security that he survived that, mm -hmm. and then in movie two he's gonna die in some horrible way. Woo! Still. He died badly. Or mm -hmm. B, uh, they're gonna give him a uh, a get a jail free card. Nice. And he gets to live happily ever after with uh, Clan. with Clan Clan as the uh, the next generation of Max Genius. Interspecies uh, romance extraordinaire. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I would. I wouldn't mind well, seeing that little happier we'll ending see. with those two. Well, it's like I was telling Solbro before we started recording. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't. I don't have a problem if you make the guy live, right? But don't sit there and make it look like he got blown to shit. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, I'm still where I was, mm -hmm. even though the rest of my suit is down there. You know, all the stuff that was surrounding me. Got blown down there, but I'm hanging upside down on the. <laughs> no problem. No problem. It was, it was a it was a bit comical. Yeah, but, um, it was just like I'll give it a pass. Hopefully, hopefully they don't tease I'll us like that. I'll give it a pass because one. the rest of it was good, but it's like. And I I kind of think I think it's I think it's Kawamori teasing us like he did in the in the TV show with uh, uh -oh. with Ozma. Sobro speculation. I, I'm just saying. Sobro um, speculation is not. Pineapple alert. Like, yeah. <laughs> Neo's hate of Ronka does not uh, does not express the other hosts of Gundam's um, opinions of the of that character. Only Sobro. <laughs> Only Sobro. <laughs> um, Sobro actually hate. 
Remember, remember that special, folks. Right. So Bro's actually more of an evil, diabolical bastard than me and Chris. I'll just I'll wrap up what I got to say right here. Um, the animation in this movie was pretty gorgeous. I mean, for for borrowing from the TV show, mm. there were certain scenes that stood out, especially the original scenes, like uh, when Ronka was simply doing her delivery of the uh, of of the food to the to the students at school. That was a nice little intro to the movie, and then you had the dog fights at the beginning of the film, especially when um. When Alto's dog, trying to save the Charles. The dog fights look ridiculous. Yeah, the dog the fights are ridiculous. Battle. But even the scenes outside the Valkyries where Alto's in his, in his flight suit and he's trying to save Cheryl as the impact yeah. of that blast knocks them both across town and the fact that he couldn't even catch her. <laughs> but she happened to save herself. But the, just the direction in that scene was gorgeous. And then um, when he saves Ronka at the end of the movie, after they cut open the, uh, the Vajra to rescue her and she's free-falling, that is that's outstanding. And then when he's inside the Valkyrie and he's getting rocked by the G-forces as he's dodging the, the Vajra onslaught, that was incredible. I, 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 I had to go back and watch that over because it was just it was, it was um, exhilarating to watch. But, that whole final battle was really just man. Um, all this crap happening. And then uh, when uh, Alfred shows up mm-hmm. to, uh, to wreck that new Vajra warship. Right. Yeah. Since... You know, we went almost the entire TV show until Battle Frontier even Showed transformed up. into a robot. Yes, and indeed. Did something. It, it was it was good to see the fight in the city because I don't have a problem with space battles, but a city gives you a sense of orientation, and you know you you've got all the destruction happening in the background and limitation too. So it's it puts more pressure on the pilots to to be more exact, and um, the stakes are higher when it's in the city. So it always makes for a better set piece, and I love the fact that that's where the fight was instead of in space, and that, that, that closed this film out. Um, the music, I love the new songs. I, I purposely held off on listening to the new OST for the, for the movie until I watched the movie, and the new songs that are in the film completely blew me away. I, Yoko Kano keeps adding to the, uh, the rich music history of Macross every time she uh, works on these, uh, these soundtracks and, and scores, and I, I love her for it. Uh, other than that, um, I'm sure she. I'm sure she re- reciprocates well, in your one of love. these days. She is sexy. She's like, um, I'm so happy. <laughs> Soul Pro approved of my work. Nice. Uh, I, I think with the lack of character deaths and grisly betrayals that occur throughout the show, the movie ends up, to me, a less darker affair than the original incarnation. If I have any complaints, it's the lack of battles. But with as much um, ground as the writers had to cover with the plot and the development of uh, Ronka, Cheryl, and Alto, there really wasn't much time. But um, other than that, uh, uh, I've, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, Neo, so we can give our final opinions of the movie. Well, you gave yours, right? Um, I, I would have to say that I'm looking forward to the sequel. Uh, and I've seen well, that. You're not looking forward to it. You're getting it regardless. Well, we have. <laughs> okay, I mean. <laughs> I'm looking for the sequel. And you're going to have to review it regardless. No doubt. Okay. I think, I think you're uh, going to watch it, and you're going to like it. Like it. Exactly. I think out of Karamori's movies, it's far better than Escaflona the movie. Although the, I think the, I think the animation in that movie does beat out this, but this is re, some of it's recycled, so I'll give it a pass on that. It's not quite Daryl, but um, well, nothing Car- is Daryl. That's that's no, yeah, the, that, the that's, peak of like eighties extravagance of yeah. movie and OAV animation. Exactly. It's gonna be hard to top that. It really exactly. is. Exactly. I think Carol not Mar- hard, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> impossible. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, they literally they literally don't make it like that anymore. Literally. Yeah. They literally don't. They they, 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 they said that damn the budget. I don't care. Man. We're gonna, you know, yeah. 
Kawamori really directs this retelling uh, with a spectacle that doesn't come off as preachy, like um, as his uh, previous films and series. I think it's one of his best movies to be certain. Uh, to, to be certain, I think it really is one of one of the better movies he's put out, and it's a really good compilation. It doesn't really leave you lost. And I asked myself a question when I watched this movie: Would I like Alto more by the end of the movie? And I ended up liking him more, and liking some other characters as well. So I think this movie really did a great job in retelling the story in a fresh, inventive way. And I was kind of sad, though, to see that um, Soul Bros Man Luca wasn't uh, more prominent in this one. <laughs> hey, no, hey. Ne- neither was his big booby friend, man. <laughs> was that? She wasn't there at all. Oh, that girl didn't even I know exist. Christmas, <laughs> Which means he'll have nothing to do, so he should die. Ooh, maybe. Oh, you know it would be great if in the name of love... Uh, in the second movie, now that that uh, that that booby girl isn't around, mm-hmm. that, that Luca dies and and Michael gets to live yeah. on because yeah. of love. I know you love that. Oh, I would. I think that's that'd be that'd be hilarious. That'd actually be very hilarious. Now the Soul Bros man going. I would, I would also like to see uh, Michael get the sense, as I've mentioned multiple times before. Yeah. That uh, what he needs to do is zentrotify himself. Yeah. Yeah. True. He needs to and do that. If only he would get that through his thick head, then he'd be uh, he'd be a lot better off. Ooh, he sure would. Exactly. In the bedroom. <laughs> yes. Chris, uh, final thoughts of uh, the first Macross Frontier movie, The False Songster. It was the worst frontier since Trailblazer. Nice. Well done. You know, uh, I, I was I you know when I was watching this movie, I was wondering who is the False Songstress. Couldn't understand who would actually sing songs in this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently. Who, who, who is this? Or who all the characters were. I, You know, I, I, I sat there. and Were you lost for hours? Well, there were more than three main characters, so I was completely lost. Um, there was uh, from three to nine different characters that I really needed to pay attention to. So, um, Had you difficult. seen the majority of the TV series and yet uh, were still lost? I, I saw 85% of the... the uh, TV series is that is that a majority? I guess. And um, were, were were you perplexed by weird attack names? I was perplexed by that. I was also was like, what is all this singing? You know, I've seen Macross before, and I I didn't understand why all this music was so important about things. And well, just... all, all I can say is there's there's a certain uh, news network that could uh, probably use your opinions about anime. Insert my resume to them, right? <laughs> I think you should. And if you have a film school degree, that's even better. Oh, I have one from Full Sail. Oh, well, the prestigious accredited. I have a I have a master's degree in film history from Full Sail, so <laughs> so I should be editor in chief of uh, said uh, anime uh, news site. <laughs> well, I have I have a PhD in film history from Glenn Beck University. <laughs> Glenn Beck University, huh? Yeah, fully credited. I took a course online. <laughs> in in three easy steps, I found out a everything I needed to know about film history, and b uh, how Obama is destroying America, even as we speak. It was the uh, first class you took was Black People Scare Me? Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm not going there. Oh, <laughs> uh, but Chris, uh, your your thoughts on Matt Cross Frontier movie one, the false officers. Enjoyable ride, uh, different, different enough from the TV show that it's worth watching, not just a simple compilation movie as we're so used to seeing in uh, the mecha field of, mm-hmm. here, let's just 
cut down this TV show into ridiculously short movies where nothing makes sense unless you've already seen said TV show and it can't stand alone. Or, um, or as we'll just stupidly remake it, like, uh, so it makes completely no sense to the context of what we watched earlier, i.e., uh, Eureka 7. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> so, that's it for me. All right. All right. What, what well, is it rate uh, on the MAHQ scale? Um, I haven't reviewed it yet, but probably a four. Yeah, I was feeling about the yeah, uh, solid four. Yeah, a four sounds about fair. I, I, I'd say four is uh, where it's at. I, uh, the, the next installment, I hope it's a five, but we'll see. <laughs> I'd have to say uh, three point seven five, but uh, you know, just to, just to be contrarian. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, so that are our, our thoughts on the uh, Macross Frontier movie one, the false songstress. Um, if you have your thoughts on this as soon as we release this, uh, definitely go to the Mecha Talk forum on the mhq.com uh, um, or uh, .net website. What? You infidel! How dare you! Sorry about that. Uh, and uh, I guess since Chris hasn't reviewed it, you know, see what he ha- see if he see if his thoughts are the same uh, in his review as he did in this episode. I'm sure there will. Ah, you think you think you can try to be tricksy with me? I but, don't know. But you know, my review of the Double O movie came after <laughs> that is the uh, the podcast, and everything I said there was exactly the same as what I said in the podcast, even down to the rating. So you can't you can't fool me. Hey, I'm just saying it to I'm just making a call out to the uh, trolls in our audience to see if they uh, if they had their, their their trolling ears on. Because you know they'll be like, you know, while you were reviewing it in the podcast, you said that it was great, but in the but in your review you said it was exceptionally good. I want to know what quantifies exceptionally good and great. Now for my 108 page thesis on this. Got to give them something to do. Thank you. Uh, but right on. you know, we will be moving on, and uh, we will definitely be reviewing uh, movie two. As it comes available in uh, the United States, i.e., um, you know, <laughs> the ways that we procure it, it's uh, anything around that, and uh, go to Hell Harm Eagle. Um, and uh, we will be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam. Or we take you out in the alley and we knock it out of you. You needed the money, so you killed her. That's not true, goddammit! Get rid of everything that creates hate. Everything that helps make it grow. Alright, everyone, this is Sil Bosby. And you've heard about... Judo! Judo... Judo Washita. Judo and the Junkyard Kids. Well, this fall on WSBR, they're going to be coming to your home. Uh, annoying pest! What are you looking at? Judo is under my control. Join Judo as they go against all the wackiness with the Mashima and the Junkyard guy. And you learn a little things in the end. That's it. This fall, Judo and the Junkyard kids are WSBR for your DVR favorites. Judo, you just watch. I'm going to get you this time. Greetings. I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theater. 
Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you? At tinyurl.com slash pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theater. Damn it! Look, people, this is chaos! Hey everybody, this is Chris, and this wraps up episode 71 of Gundam, where we took a look at the first Macross Frontier movie, and we also discussed our fantasies of certain sci-fi and mecha animated film by the wayside that we'd like to see re-licensed and re-released in the U.S. MD Guys Collection. There you go. In Blu-ray. Somebody make it happen. Make it happen. You can so, get the license uh, for, for $4.95. Sure. Uh, does anyone have any closing announcements to make before we wrap this episode up? Well, I just promised a listener that I would um, I would say this. Did you ever learn not to promise listeners anything? It's something simple. Daniel Mason. We had uh, we had joked that uh, his last name because we were joking about Howard Mason, and I noticed his last name was the same, and I made that joke to him on Facebook, and he asked me if I could say it on the show. So there you go, there you go, my own little in- internal um, gram for him. <laughs> as silly as that was, but that's all. That's the okay. only announcement I got. Neil, um, just uh, support our sponsors. Put all one third of your income into our sponsors. Um, only one third. Only one third. I was going to do a ten percent, but I, I thought you know I needed a new car. You guys did too, so uh, one third. Um, <laughs> no, all, all jokes aside, uh, definitely um, uh, you know support our sponsors as needed. If you need anything from Champs and they got things outside of just shoes, they have lots of cool things when it comes to jerseys. All. All the all the things that you like, all your varying sports, including soccer. Heck, you can get your favorite jersey of your favorite winning Super Bowl team, the Steelers, <laughs> or Patriot, or Green Bay Packers. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, definitely check them out. And if you got uh, animals or pets that need uh, some feeding, we have Petco. And um, if you need another internet uh, petition site, or um, you know. Double um, O season two sucks dot com. Go to GoDaddy. So um, or uh, Chris is a elitist UC bitch uh, dot com. There you go. Go to that one too. So that's it. Oh, that. Um, oh, and last thing, favorite much- thing you see on TV. <laughs> there you Culture. go. That uh, that's about everything that we have to say. So I will leave it to Sobro with his URL boring. Of course. Check out these websites. MAHQ.net, of course, the Mecha and Anime Headquarters. Gundam.net for um, episode info, liner notes, and links to our social networking sites. Um, you can find us on iTunes. And, of course, um, reach us by email by sending us messages to GundamMAHQ at gmail.com. Back to you, Chris. All right, and that wraps up this episode of Gundam at MAHQ. We'll be back next time. should be in this zone. He'll know where we are, but we'll be able to spot his position from up here. 
Wear this. You're way too easy to see in that. There's no time. If we could beat him to the punch, I can take him. Let's do it. Gundam at MHQ is a Shinjuku station in MHQ production. You're listening to 92.1 Rebel Radio, right here, WUMS. In Oxford, the things we're most known for are football, the square, and Ole Miss. This is truly a family down here in Oxford. There's no place in the world like Ole Miss. It's small and it's quaint, and it works out well for our lifestyle here. It is very quiet, not much trouble going on around here. They say football in the South is not a sport, it's a religion. And that's the exact same for Oxford, Mississippi. Oxford lives and breathes on Ole Miss football. It's one of the true southern traditions that we absolutely love down south. We love football down here. We love all our sports. Anything that has to do with Rebels, we love. Go Rebels! It's all about tradition, and being a Rebel is part of that tradition. I'm a Rebel. I'm a Rebel. I'm a Rebel. I will always be a Rebel. Since 2003, we have not had a mascot on the field. I've been at this school for three years, and we have not had a mascot since I've been here. I think that a school without a mascot has something missing. So when the students came to us and said, we want a new mascot, we said, go for it. They have to be loud, very energetic, even more energetic than we are. Not involved. Yep. In the SEC, we have two Tigers already, Auburn and LSU. We have two Bulldogs, Mississippi State and Georgia. We wanted something original, something that schools would know us for. What we did was we picked out something kind of controversial, something kind of weird so that people would either love it or hate it. We are the Ole Miss Rebels. Who better to lead our teams into victory than the leader of the Rebel Alliance in Star Wars? This is actually the first design that I did, and I did it in my English class. Sorry, Mom. Those who are not in the know, Admiral Akbar is a, I guess you would say, squid-like alien who leads the Rebel Alliance in Star Wars to victory. But he's been picking up steam as being the mascot for Ole Miss. I want Admiral Akbar. That's what we want. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We used Facebook. We used Twitter. We made a website. I think we were just taken totally by surprise at the amount of attention that Akbar got. 1.5 million hits were registered on the website. It's a lot of people. Uh, it's basically Admiral Ackbar taking out an LSU Tiger. Uh, go to Hoth, LSU. I read online that he is telepathic. Telepathic. <laughs> I think to begin with, people were kind of thrown off because so many people were like, there's kids out there starting trouble about a Star Wars mascot. And they almost took it as a slap in the face. I saw a picture of him and I'm mortified. <laughs> no, it, would, it wouldn't do this town justice. The um, catfish looking uh, it's funny, but it's really not practical. I'd actually choose Admiral Akbar. I think, um, I think it's hilarious. The dance team is not endorsing Admiral Akbar as mascot. Admiral Akbar, he's got the support of the students. He's got lasers. Tell me a mascot that has lasers, dude. About the closest relation between Admiral Akbar and Mississippi is the fact that our state does a lot of shrimping. If Admiral Akbar was truly adopted, the average student's IQ at the University of Mississippi would skyrocket. We would attract nerds from across the country. If we were the Ole Miss Akbars, then I would probably consider transferring. 
Lucasfilms let us know Akbar won't be available because he's fighting evil forces in another galaxy. Maybe it was just too perfect. But we'll get our team a pretty sweet mascot.